You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or I need news. more enthusiasm. That sounds very what? dead. What? That sounds terrible. Welcome to Blur Vision, That's your better. window <laughs> into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... It is Michael. How you doing, guys? And we've got an ass-kicking episode for you today. Yes, we do. We've got Aquaman. We've got Bumblebee. What the fuck was uh, that? I don't know. I was, about to say, I was about to say something else, but then I was like, no, we didn't see that. So you're having a stroke for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you got boom. I was about to say another movie. Transformers? But, no, I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> you ruined I was about it. to say, We're gonna, we got blurred vision. Wait, no, that's not right. <laughs> we got blurred vision. <laughs> Two guys making weird voices for thousands of listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock on, guys. <laughs> blurred vision. All right. <laughs> But yeah, man, we got we got two movies to talk about this week, but we also have Titans, the season finale. And? I mean, there's also Runaways. I didn't watch it. <laughs> what the hell? You said you were going to watch it. I didn't have time. I wanted to get Subway, and I got sidetracked, and stuff happened. Trash. <laughs> hey, don't, don't pull this on me, man. Mr. Hey, say, hey, what time are we doing it tomorrow, Michael? Exactly. You had, you had you had almost <laughs> three extra hours to watch no, Runaways. No, no, no. You just tell me about it in the news. Just give me uh, the 411. No, it's not it. The 911. That's not no, it. No, it's 411. There we go. Then what's the 411? You clearly don't listen to Mary J. Blige. I, what, she's too black? <laughs> too black, like your fingernails. <laughs> Looking all goth. I'm sexy. Yeah. No, it looks good on you. I like it. It's a look. For those of you that don't know, that didn't look at my story. Yeah, I have black fingernails. <laughs> you look like goth agent. Uh, just because I. What's his name? Just because I wanted to do it. Yeah, you you look like goth fury because you're wearing to, the agent. I had to get these nails <laughs> chopped because they were starting to look like Wolverine claws. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me get black nails. I don't know with the goatee even the, and the even the lady, the the lady that was doing that. She said black. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. She's talking about you with nails. No, <laughs> black. She, yeah, she's talking about well the nails. Cause, oh, okay. Because she was like, you want, you want clear polish, right? I was like, no, I want black. She said, black. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. That nigga gay. <laughs> oh, wow. Did she, no, she didn't say that, right? No, she didn't say oh. that. <laughs> that's what she was thinking. <laughs> I was like, racism. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, bro, we got mad stuff to talk about. And then we have news of the week as per usual. Any trailers? No trailers, right? It's a lot of trailers. Wait, what trailers were there? Uh, the Dooms, Dooms, Doom, blah, 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 blah. Doom Patrol trailer, count. Hellboy trailer. I guess that counts. Um, <laughs> the Final Kingdom Hearts three trailer. Um, oh, I didn't see that. The pause. final Lego Movie trailer. Um, tell me this now. <laughs> We're so organized. The Men in Black trailer. Uh, the One Punch season two trailer. Nah, man, you, these, some of these trailers aren't really trailers, but all right. They're still trailers. <laughs> and yeah, that's it. All right. 
So we got all that news. Plus, I'm excited to talk about Aquaman since we saw it like what three weeks early. Yeah, I'm like I don't even really remember. See, I rewatched it this morning in my my theater all to you myself. Had, you had time to re rewatch Aquaman, but you couldn't watch Runner Race. I actually had to leave early to even make it to get here on time. Yeah, I cut it off like right before the climax of the movie. I left, <laughs> so I know that the people in there were like not in there because I was literally alone in the theater. But the people that worked there were like, "Why did he bother coming if he's gonna leave before the end of the movie?" <laughs> You still, but you still didn't see Runaways. No, I still didn't see Runaways. Trash. And, and they did it different this time because last year they released an episode a week. It was like every Tuesday, or whatever. The whole season is out. Oh, well, even more so than I can. We can save our thoughts for next week. Then we can watch the whole thing. It's not gonna be an episode next week. It's Christmas break. Oh yeah. Exactly. So I guess next week we have off. Yeah. No. Then after that is New Year's. No, I'm Scrooge McBlurred. <laughs> We're never gonna have off. <laughs> We're working through the holidays this year, Michael. <laughs> but if you're on Patreon, we're going to have a special Patreon episode. That's your incentive? Yeah, so join Patreon if you want to not have us take a break. No, little we, Timmy. There will be no there will be no breaks for the Patreon members. No, nah, we're working this year. <laughs> we're working all year round. <laughs> more. You want yeah. some more? There'll be you'll have more if you're on Patreon. All right. So good sign good up. plug. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm doing better than you. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Is> that wrong? <laughs> All right, let's get into iTunes reviews and let's get into these topics of the week. First iTunes review starts with Michael Emerson. Uh, it's a five-star review. Subject is greatest podcast in the world. What's that reference to, Michael? I don't know. Come on, man. The greatest podcast. Listen, my not listen to what I'm saying. Listen to my tone of voice. The greatest podcast in the world. I don't know what that is. Oh man, really? What is that? Remember uh, Arnie? Who the fuck Pete is Arnie? Pete and Pete. Nickelodeon. Remember Nickelodeon? You know how that long? Oh, excuse me. Burp. You know how long ago Pete and Pete? I have not watched Pete and Pete since the '90s. So you don't remember Arnie, no. the strongest man in the world? Strongest man. And did the head thing in the world. Now that you say it, I vaguely remember it. Oh, but your, your childhood is dead. <laughs> Michael's too old to remember things. <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, this other Michael the last says, time I've seen Pete and Pete. I don't know. I haven't seen Pete and Pete in forever. I just exactly. remember Arnie. Remember how you remember that time he he moved the house like one centimeter or something like that? No. Man, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> I can't reminisce with you. <laughs> I suck. A, well, not recently, but oh, here yes, we go. I, I do suck. Ah, uh, oh, uh, what's that? What's that reference to, Michael? Ah, oh, here we go. That's Keenan and Kel. There we go. It's because it's black. You racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the other Michael says, hey, guys, sent a review in two weeks ago, but it didn't go through for some reason. I've been listening for about eight months now. Both of y'all are literally the only reason I look forward to Mondays. I enjoy the banter between y'all and Michael, who shares my name, lol. Yeah, he does. I Mike. enjoy the banter between y'all and Michael. Who's, yeah, I don't know. Who's the other? He, he means me and Jamie. Uh, I was like, who's the other person? <laughs> just eight months ago. Jamie was around then, right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Was she? Eight months ago. Yeah. I think, ja yeah, Jamie was still here eight months ago. Was she? <laughs> I'm sure I remember. Yes. Yes. Because she left over the summer. Yes. Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he says, you're the funniest guy he's ever listened to. Oh, I'll take it. Ever. Wow. High praise. More than Kevin Hart? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, damn. I also highly disagree with some of your opinions. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, on the Arrowverse, but I digress. Get in line, Michael. <laughs> it's a long line of people who already disagree with us. 
Keep up the good work each and every week. Stay nerdy, my blurdies. Thank you, Michael. And thank you for being a listener for eight months. Yes, thank you. Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Our next reviewer comes from, or our next reviewer is Jay Nupe. It's a five-star review. <coughs> Subject is, wow, 250. Sup, dudes? Oh, that's right. We, we cracked 250 iTunes reviews. Yay! That was literally my only goal when starting this podcast. Like, remember how Building House? Like, 250 was like, man, if we get 250 reviews, that means we finally made it. So we're, we're done. This is the series finale of Blurvision, y'all. Right, <laughs> but we are taking a break. <laughs> but will we come back? <laughs> Stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> um, sup, dudes? It's Lee. And as soon as I think of some cool fan art for you, you'll know. Remember Lee? He's- Lee Wasso, yeah. He yeah. sent me a message because you're trash. Why am I trash? Because this is what he said. Do I still have it? Because he uh, was talking about a review for uh, Black Lightning. Oh, no. He's one of the people that are like, why? I mean, not Black Lightning. Uh, uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. And he was like, uh, no, I don't have it anymore. I'm like, I didn't, like, did I not gush hard enough for no, it? I but like, he was like, no, thank you for bringing up Black Love and the fact that there were no black women and all this other stuff in the Into the Spider-Verse. So I really uh, appreciated I that. Roll. <laughs> hey, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not distracted. Apparently you're not because you're rolling, talking about eye roll. I'm, I'm eye rolling because it's like, oh, because I said it. <laughs> It is. Yeah, exactly. I brought it up. You didn't bring it up. Yeah, exactly. That's why, that's why I'm eye rolling. I knew you could do that. <laughs> I agree with your sentiment. Because it's too black. I eye roll at it's you. It's too black. No, it's not it at all. Um, he says, I just finished watching Spider-Verse, and by the end, I literally cried through my hoodie. It's easy to knock on the whole SJW thing, and sometimes it's deserved, but if more people can feel like I feel after watching something like that, the representation really does matter. See, I feel like the SJW thing is thrown around too loosely. Like, I don't feel like representation is an quote-unquote SJW thing. I also agree with, I forgot, was it Joe Rogan who said it? Somebody said, why is the term SJW even a negative term? Just because it sounds badass. A social justice warrior? Like, wow, how did that how did it become an insult? <laughs> I'm a social justice warrior! I mean, because social justice is it's not never a good thing because people, like, people don't like change. Forced diversity is bullshit. Yeah, people don't like change. And yeah, but but like no just such- calling everything that has to do with representation or diversity, quote unquote SJW, I don't agree with. I feel like sometimes I get I get the rap as being the conservative one in the podcast, but like I just don't are, like it. Are. I don't like the extreme <laughs> either way. Like there are things that are too liberal. Like like there are a lot of things that Twitter gets mad about. It's like calm down. It's not that big of a fucking deal. Pick your battles. That's not the hill to die on for some things. Yeah, funny enough, I agree because something something happened this week. That I was just like, seriously, guys, what? Calm, calm the fuck down. <laughs> what? It's not that serious. Basically, people are upset, and there are articles flying about about it because uh, this the the finale of the X Men Extermination arc just hit, and with that, they sent the 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 time traveling X Men, the five of them, the original mm-hmm. five. They sent them back to the past. Okay. And so, because of that, to not fuck up the timeline. They had to get their memories erased of their time in the future. Otherwise, if they remember everything that happened in the future, they're going to make different decisions and fuck up the timeline. Yeah. So people are now writing articles and upset because, you know, Iceman, who came from oh, the Oh, wait. Past, someone's been petitioned for make Iceman straight? Is that what this is about? What? Well, he's not. That's always been doesn't make him straight. But oh, no, okay, because, because he's getting his mind wiped about... Uh, being in the future, because you know he came out when he can't. So he's he not going to be gay anymore. So basically, him going back to the past—that's he's essentially going to be back in the closet. 
Uh, and so people are upset about that. Oh, you're putting Iceman back in the closet. This isn't progressive. This okay, is- so maybe I read the petition wrong. I didn't really click it. I just saw like the headline. I was like, I'm not clicking this shit. Yeah, so they're just like, oh, you're putting him back in the closet. This isn't just way to play it safe, Marvel. And I was, I'm like, guys, adult Iceman is still out. Yeah, I'm like, I was about to ask that. I thought the adult Iceman, because of the like talking to his past self and realizing the past self is gay that he himself realized that he also yeah so adult Iceman is still out he's still gonna be proud he's still gonna have his own gay issue so still gonna go on date the complaint because there's like yeah but but there's still the younger Iceman the version of him is still back in the closet I'm like yes that's how it works but we're not gonna see that version of Iceman anymore from now on they're only gonna focus on the adult Iceman the young Iceman is no longer no longer uh, around time, anymore, like the, and that's how time travel. That's works. how time travel works. Yeah, yeah I was like, if you think about an episode, <laughs> you think about an episode of Charm when the younger versions of the Charms ones went to the future. Yeah, before they went back to See, the past, they had their memory hmm. wiped. That's how time travel works. See, you can't fuck with the timeline. That's what I mean by too progressive. That's what that's I was saying. That's why I was like, <laughs> that's my point exactly. I was like, yeah. something happened this and week. Then where I was like, the All bottom right, guys, line, calm down. Yeah, the bottom line is they're getting mad at the fact that they they, they still made a straight character gay with with retcons. You know what I'm saying? Someone else on the other side. I'm not that person, but someone else can get mad at the fact that he's still gay. But yet you're mad that the past self isn't also gay forever, even though the the self that he becomes is gay. I don't <laughs> it's like I don't understand the the anger there. Yeah, I'm like, if you don't get how time travel works, because like, yeah, he might be going back in the closet, but then eventually that Iceman will grow up yeah, to become the himself. adult Iceman, and then he'll meet his past self. Yeah. And then that past self will become the new self, and it's like it's time travel. Like yeah. But see, and this girl, is, calm down. But this stuff is why people can, like, people on the outside again can look into that and be like, "Yo, this is the SJW bullshit. Like, this is the, the this is all the same. You put everything in the bubble and go, this is all the same agenda. But it's not. But this is what I'm talking about when it's like, I don't like extremes. And this is another extreme. And yeah, I mean, truth of the matter is, I get it because when I first saw the headline and what the article was, I started to get mad too. I was like, wait, what the fuck? But I was like, let me take a step back. Yeah, let me act for five seconds. Yeah, let me actually read what happened before I comment and then I'll determine whether I'm going to be upset or not. So that's really what the culture is about nowadays. They just, they'll just either just look at look at headlines and then we'll make a snap decision about that or nobody just talk to each other. That happens on both sides and I think the term That's is, what I'm saying. People just look at headlines yeah. and be like, and then it just confirms their own biases. I think the term is outrage culture. That's what we're in. That's what I don't like. And it's all bullshit outrage culture. But uh, we digress. <laughs> Sorry, Lee. Uh, he finishes up by saying, uh, sometimes it's deserved, but if more people can feel like I feel after watching something like that, then representation really does matter. It does. I'm proud of y'all. Keep it up, blurs. And as always, go beyond plus ultra. Yeah, man, we're going to keep talking about the issues that matter, even though people don't want us to. People mad about us talking about Black Panther. Oh, no. I'm going to say it for what it is. People mad about me talking about Black Panther online. Just saying, just saying Black Panther was good. It gets so much backlash. <laughs> and then people be like, you know what doesn't? It doesn't create any backlash. It's not an uneven amount of hate towards Black Panther at all. And then every time you mention Black Panther, it becomes like a giant shitstorm comment thread. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This is what the internet's become. It's not the size of my account. Well, at either. the same time, you did you did say oh, it was overrated. So did you, bitch. <laughs> You're right. Well, I'm not the one that made. I'm not the one that made the post. <laughs> yes, but I'm also the person that will go out of my way to be like try and tear it down. Like I might say it's overrated. I can, I'll say it's overrated, but then quantify why I'm saying that. There's a small segment of the population that I feel like is overrating it, 
and ignoring things that are problems, like the CGI and stuff like that. It has its issues, but to say that it's completely overrated across the board, that's not true at all. I, I try to make my case here and there online, my case being in my last post about a... Uh, like it, yeah, okay, CGI sucks, I'm but like, have you that's re- one bad have thing. Have you realized by now you can't have a nuanced discussion online? On the internet? <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, CGI sucks, but at the same time, Killmonger is one of the best villains of the year, one of the most nuanced villains of the year. Like with a with the you know an actual motive that has some cultural significance. Like you know, I mean, that's rare in a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. So like, in one hand, you'd be like, oh, it's overrated, but like when you think about the things highly rated for, in other categories, it's not overrated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even uh, a post that I made, which is way more benign. I mean, granted, it didn't get like outrage, but like I made, I made a, I made a, uh, a post highlighting four black directors mm. on my uh, Instagram saying black excellence, basically just saying like this was the year, you know, the first year in film history that uh, four black directors have directed movies like the movies I hate the movies that uh, have hit. I was going to talk about this in news, not this specific point, but the 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 news part about it. Okay. That four black directors have directed movies that have hit a hundred million plus dollars yeah. in one year, and so other people were like, "Well, what about Black Klansmen or The Hate You Get?" They mentioned all these black movies. You didn't talk about them. I'm like, I clearly said <sighs> movies that hit a hundred million dollars this year, not black movies that came out this year. And these are your allies. That's what, that's what hurts. And like, <laughs> oh my bad, I didn't see that part. It's like, why is everybody online so inflammatory? Like, everybody goes from zero to 100 real quick. That's my point. You don't only read certain things, but yeah. you don't read the whole thing. But then you get angry. <laughs> it's not even like, you're just like, well, actually, you missed. It's, you idiot. You didn't fucking miss this. It's like, you're like whoa, bro, relax. Chill. <laughs> why are we angry? It's the same thing like when I was talking about black superheroes or gay superheroes for like the LGBT month, Black History Month, Native American. You're like, what about Cyborg? I'm like, you do realize the rest of the month. <laughs> like, I still have the rest of the month. I'll get to him eventually. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. My way now. My way to it now. <laughs> I don't think that's a product of like, like you're you're experiencing that, and I, I was just comparing myself to my my old account where I had like almost four hundred thousand followers. Like part of me was like maybe it's the size. Like when you get really mainstream, those are the voices that become loud. Those like the small the the vocal minority. But then it's like nah, I think it's just the culture. It's changed like over the course of the last couple of years. Like it was not even when my account was like twice as big. It was like the outrage was not nearly this bad online. It's become like everything's become toxic. Or I'm just old. I don't know. <laughs> you are a little old. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. You're older than me. Anyway. Am I though? <laughs> yes. Um, our last iTunes review comes from Did This to Stop Asking. Oh. I still can't fix my name. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying the app again. Have three things to say. My name is James. Michael watched the CW shows. They have been better. Did I read this one already? No. Arrow has been good. This doesn't sound familiar. Okay. But we, Flash, ne- we we never said Arrow was. We Arrow was one of the ones we liked the most. Yeah, I don't know what that complaint's about. Or that comment's about. Uh, Arrow has been good. The Flash has recently been good. And I love... Yeah, the, the only thing we didn't watch was Super... The only thing we stopped watching was Supergirl and Black Lightning. Yeah, but, I remember this guy with a review before, though. Did this stop asking? Remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he can't change his name. <laughs> It's like an ongoing, it's like an episodic struggle where he can't change his name. I still can't change my name. And I love the Elseworlds. However, I am like four episodes behind on Black Lightning because it's too black. He didn't say that, but <laughs> I added it for you. Don't worry. Okay, that's it for now. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. 
I do gotta get back into Black Lightning because I heard you still haven't watched it. Ar- no, I still haven't watched Terrible. it since like a month ago. <laughs> Terrible. Because I heard uh, R.J. Siler is on the show now. Oh, the Blue Ranger. Yeah, the Blue Ranger. So I want to know who he's Static. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> he's definitely not playing Static. But I, yeah, I want to know who he's playing. I have like zero interest to watch that show again. They didn't set. They haven't set anything up for me to be interested in it. And like, then I heard a couple of people say it's getting it's gotten better. So we'll see. But. I just wanted to watch it because uh, I like RJ. Yeah, I did too. His Blue Ranger was awesome. His Billy was like no perfect. And that's it for iTunes reviews. So let's get into some topics of the week. What do you want to start with, Michael? You want to start with Bumblebee or Aquaman? I kind of want to start with Bumblebee. I was going to say we do Aquaman because that's the one I don't remember. So we get it out the way. Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I remember, but I don't remember. Maybe as we talk through it, I'll start. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, if you, want pick, do, if you want to do Bumblebee? We could. I Bumblebee. mean, I'll say this. I feel like watching Bumblebee made me appreciate Aquaman more. Is that surprising? Because it surprised me. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I, oh, yeah, I was like, what is this feeling? How, how, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. It was legit like a Grinch moment where it was like, and then the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day. Like, oh, what is this feeling? I appreciate things that a DC movie did. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still, I'm confused how to, yeah, I'm curious. Mm. So do you want to start with Aquaman or Bumblebee? I'll start with Bumblebee, yeah. <laughs> All right, start with Bumblebee. I'm Charlie Watson. I'm 18. Today, actually. Is the beetle for sale? Cures, kid. Happy birthday. No idea. Well. Here's the deal. People can be terrible about things they don't understand. From now on, the only person you can show yourself around is me. Oh, I'm I'm good. Now I'm good, thanks. There's a war raging on our planet. If this criminal isn't found, that war may find its way here. Is there anyone that can help you? Do you have a family? Oh, who would be? They're calling an army. I've seen firsthand these things really are. There is only one way to end this war. You must protect Earth and its people. Take it down! I back me! Transformers, the prequel slash soft reboot slash if they really want it to be, it could be a heart reboot too. They left it open. <laughs> it's, it's like a, yeah, it's like a prequel reboot. It's like a preboot. A preboot. Yeah, a preboot. Yeah. It's like they did just enough to be like, it could be a soft reboot. But it could also be a heart reboot if you don't want that Michael Bay shit back. Pretty much. Yeah. Because um, something that happens at the end, I'm like, wait. There are a couple things that happen, and then it was like, oh, so it's this. Wait, no, it's that. 
I'm confused. Which one is it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did that? Because he, no. But the first one, this yeah. didn't have, uh, okay. <laughs> like, he explained some things that filled holes in the first movie, the first Transformers movie, but then at the same time did things that would say that it's not part of the same continuity. But Shalabo is gone. So is Marky Mark. Fuck them. And then, the don't, 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 all that shit, no more. This time, the Transformers directors, you know what they want? Heart. They wanted to get those Iron Giant feels, Michael. And I Iron love me Giant, some Giant. E.T. E.T. Yeah, it's very it's very Spielbergian. I would say that. I don't know how often I throw that phrase around except for like things like that are actually Spielbergian, like Ready Player One. But No, it is it's very Spielbergian. There are moments that you can tell. Like someone should have like a sign every, behind it. Pretty going, much every, whimsical. Yeah, this is whimsy. It's like every Steven <laughs> Spielberg movie is this what this one tried to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. early Steven Spielberg movies. Like I feel like yeah, and I, you know I love me some giant robots, bro. So going to this movie, you know, I seeing the reviews because I think it's at like a ninety three, ninety four percent Rotten Tomato score right now. It's high up there. Um, I my expectations were very high. I think we've even been saying going into this that this is, looks like the only Transformers movie that actually feels like a Transformers movie. It's not a Michael Bay production. In fact, there are moments in this movie that deliberately go out of their way to not have explosions. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, this, this has got to be a ticket, Michael Bay. There is no way this scene is not here to be like, fuck you, Michael and Bay. And then also, because like, Michael Bay loves to exploit women, and I think this one did the opposite. Yeah. They exploited the men as opposed to the women. And go out of their way to out be of like, way to no, we're not doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that, Michael Bay. Uh, here's a sexy woman. Now we're going to exploit her bullshit. Pretty that. much. Strong women, bitch. It's, yeah. it's set in the 80s. Travis Scott was like, I put my stamp on it. This is not a Michael Bay movie. And he was the guy that did Daredevil? Or was he the guy that did no, Kubo and Two that's Strings? that's Steven Knight. Okay. So this is Kubo Two Strings guy? I don't even know what that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> News guy, you're supposed to have all the information. News? That's not news. That's a movie. I'm gonna love that info. You're the info guy. <laughs> you're the fact checker. Well, I'm about to fact check right now. I think it is. Because I think he's the guy. It's about story. And remember before Bumblebee was even made, they were like uh, they talked about a writers' room with a bunch of like really amazing like Joss. I don't know if Joss Whedon was on it, but it was a lot of like big name writers that are part of like putting together a script and story. For Transformers Kubo moving forward. and Two Strings. Yes. Yeah, so it was. Okay. Yeah, he's a what story. Is that? It's 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 the Japanese or the, the Asian movie. Is that a Pokemon? Kabuto. No, Kubo, Kubo and Two is Strings. A Kabuto. It was an animated movie. Kabuto! That, wow, you're racist. It was a <laughs> That's not right. That's a Pokemon. Uh, he's a racist. <laughs> he's making fun of the name. <laughs> um it was an animated movie that came out like a little bit before Moana. Uh, it's about like a Japanese kid and his little. Oh, mandolin. he did Paranorman. I know Paranorman. Yeah. I like Paranorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's a good story and 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 uh, visual guy. So that's why they got him for this. He he he's very much about having putting the heart into his movies. So I can see why they would get him to kind of get you into the the Iron Giant feels. Because it, it, I'm a you know it was a, I think for what it was it was effective. Um, but before we get into our thoughts, uh, for those that know the Blivers rating system, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Um, yeah, man, let's just, let's just open with our non-spoilery spoilery thoughts first, and then we'll get into spoilers as per usual. Uh, what did you think about Bumblebee, man? What did I think about Bumblebee? I'll just say right off the bat that... I thought Bumblebee 
was the best of all the Transformers movies. Mm, bold, bold statement. Yeah, because... How'd you feel about the first Transformers The movie? first Transformers, I liked... See, I loved it when it first came out. It's kind of like Man of Steel, though, with hindsight. It's like, yeah, because I'm like, now I see all the Michael Bay bullshit. Yeah, because I'm like, did I, did I love it when it first came out? I loved it when it first I, came I out. I don't remember if I loved it. I just know I really liked it. I loved it. But like, looking back, I'm like, I was rocking with the Transformers series up until Optimus died. Then it was like, oh no, the racist robots are taking over. No, oh, yeah, I was rocking. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the trip. Even, even with the racist Jamaican like robots and part, sequel, part yeah. what was that? Part two? Part two. I still enjoyed part two. I think part three is when I started to like. I jumped off that train. Mm. I was like, it was shaky. Even part two was shaky. Part two was shaky, but like I had my seatbelt on, so I was still <laughs> going along for the ride. What is a girl Decepticon that's trying to fuck Sam? That's weird. Anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like when you go to Six Flags and you're on that roller coaster and it's shaking so much that you fucking get a headache. Yeah, and you had a headache at the end of the ride, but mm-hmm. you still had fun. Yeah. That's kind of how part two was for me. Okay. Like, I had a headache, but I was like, eh, I still have fun. Okay, so I loved the first Transformers. I'm just going to say that. But yeah, the first one, I really, uh, yeah, I don't remember if I loved it or not, but I really did. I did enjoy it. Yeah. But I think this one. Even is, the product placement. Remember the Mountain Dew Transformer? <laughs> yeah, I think this one was, this this one was better than that. Like, the the opening moment that they had, like the mm. opening, opening sequence, I was like. Dude, I'll say that. You can, there's a very good argument for the first five to ten minutes of this movie is a better Transformers movie than any Transformers movie before this. Yes. I, I will agree with that. <laughs> that opening sequence was pretty damn good. Oh, I was grinning. I was like, damn, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> What's happening right now? I'm ha- you're happy? You're a Transformers? mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, I thought Haley Stanfield, the, the, the girl character that you were following, the not Sam Witwicky. Yeah, not Sam. I thought she was pretty I thought she was pretty good. Uh I who's, pretty who's good also too. Spider-Gwen for Into the Spider-Verse. Oh shit. Yes. Hmm. And uh I mean, yeah, I like I enjoy, I don't know, it's weird. Like I enjoyed it. And I say it's the best Transformers movie out of all the Transformers. That's why but I wanted you to go first. <laughs> at the same time, I was like, part of me was thinking to myself. I don't know. It's, it's weird because I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I was bored. Oh, if you were a woman, I was like, oh, I love you. That's exactly what I was literally about to say bored. I'm like, did you feel bored? Yeah. And, okay. And I'll, I'll just throw in my two cents real quick. I think it was because other than the moments that felt very Spielbergian, that, and I'm sorry, the, I feel like the, the things that they try to make you emotional about, they didn't give you enough time with the characters before those moments happened for you to actually feel emotional with the characters. So a lot of times I felt like I was looking like, oh, this is your E.T. moment. Like I, I didn't feel the emotion of the moment, but I was like, oh, this is them trying to make me feel like they have a connection. Like, oh, he, she's crying over because she's, this, oh, this is not a spoiler, but her father died. So there's a moment where she's crying about her father and Bumblebee like wipes away a tear. And it's like, oh, that's sweet. But I feel like you didn't do enough moment, enough before this for, to get to this moment for me to actually feel like you earned this. I didn't feel like it earned that moment. Uh-huh. Did you feel that way? So when they get to the action, it felt like they took out, I don't know if this is a, a plus for Michael Bay. I was like, is that, am I complimenting a Michael Bay movie? This movie feels like they stripped out all of the Michael Bay bullshit. Like all the extra characters, all of the the, the, the zany side plots or like everything, the MacGuffins. Like it, it stripped out all of the bullshit of the Michael Bay movies so it left what was left 
was just a very bare bones version of I feel like the first Transformers movie. You know I mean, the, the action beats were still the same. He fights the government. He fights the evil robots. He stops the big thing from happening at the end. And then there's a soldier that's all, that yes. first starts off as an asshole, but then is on their side by the end. Yes. And I felt like his characterization, uh, John Cena, I thought he was a good actor. Very, very jo- Dwayne Johnson-like. Nah, I think the, the, the comedy bits that he had... They were very much like you, get you could definitely you can definitely tell he's a very he he would be a strong comedic act like I saw him in oh, I hate this good like, timing I, I hate admitting this but I saw the Amy Schumer train wreck movie okay and I th- and it, which was a comedy yeah and he was pretty good in that movie so he's he's definitely pretty good as a comedic actor I think his he needs to work more on his drama yeah I think his timing is good for comedy but it feels very did not feel very like Dwayne Johnson esque like you feel like The Rock could have been that role. Nah, I think really? I, I feel like The Rock would have probably did did better in that role. No, no, no. I of course I agree with that. Dwayne Johnson would bring all the Will Smith charisma to it. But I'm saying like the, for the jokes, they for the character they had. Well, no, play, I, th- I think what you're I think essentially what you're saying is anybody really anybody could have played the role that John Cena played. Like there wasn't anything that John Cena did specifically that showed me this is why he was cast. Other than the fact that he's John Cena. No, no, I agree with that. But what I'm saying is I feel like for the part they had on like in the script. The role that John Cena played, I feel like that's a Dwayne Johnson archetype, which is a hard-ass military guy, but it also has kind of a soft-hearted humor side to him, too, and he can make those quippy jokes out of nowhere, even though it, it kind of seems like it would be out of his character because it's such a hard-ass, I mean, it looks like such a hard-ass. I feel like that's, that, this part, the, the, the ideal person for it would have been Dwayne Johnson. They couldn't get Dwayne Johnson, so instead they got John Cena. <laughs> and that's fine. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying in this story... It felt very paint by numbers, and it's a, that's a complaint that those words are something that I uttered to you after we saw Aquaman, paint by numbers. But then seeing this movie, I was like, no, I feel like this is more paint by numbers because I feel like I know all the major beats of this movie because I've seen every other Transformers movie, and they didn't really do anything to break out of that mold. They did what they did was better and more competent than anything mm-hmm. Michael Bay's ever done, and that's why I said like. It's weird because I say this is the best of the Transformers movie, but then I'm like at the same time. But you want more? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like they got you seventy percent of the way there. They had all the pieces of the puzzle in place, but like the the color wasn't vibrant enough. Like they didn't they didn't give you enough time to simmer with the characters to have that emotional Iron Giant payoff. Because I like, I do feel like her and Bumblebee had more of a connection than like Sam ever did with Bumblebee. But like by the end of the movie, I still didn't feel like how I felt at the end of Iron Giant. And that's definitely what they were going for. Uh-huh. And again, to bring this back, it's, it's like that Janet Jackson song where she ends the song. And I'm like, I didn't get to come. Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? I actually, I understand that, though. I yes. get it. That's kind of how I felt watching this movie. It's like, but it's like weird felt- to complain about that. Because like, you were so, you've gotten closer than any of them. <laughs> this is, this is, all the pieces are there. But it's like, you just didn't do enough emotionally to make me care 100%. I don't know. I'm jumping into your review, but I have all. That's why I was like, I want you to talk first, because I was like, I don't know how I feel either. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 pretty much it. Like, I, I will say, like visually, this of course this movie again going oh, back to my yeah. going back to this being the best Transformers movie. This movie dwarfs all the other trans, Transformers movies. Like I could see everything, everything. that was happening, mm. like all the action set pieces. Yeah. The, the few that they had because they didn't really have a whole lot that but much. that's what I was going to say that's, they didn't have a whole lot but the ones that they did have were great like the beginning was really action heavy and then the very end uh-huh. but the middle didn't really have anything no it was like a weird chase scene but it was like 
you're chasing with it's a chasing with a bumblebee or with a with a Volkswagen. Like it's not it's not a high speed epic chase, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um But yeah, no, I, I completely understand where uh, you're coming from. Yawn. Yeah. But I, I don't know. And I mean I like even though they were like generic Decepticons, they weren't like the ones that we knew. I still liked them, and I, funny enough, I didn't. They reali- had more personality I didn't re- than like, yeah. I didn't all realize the until after the movie was over that the female Decepticon, the red one, yeah. that's Angela Bassett. Oh, for real? Yeah, she was a badass. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Again, I didn't know that until after the movie was over. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and they had very probably little, why she was good. I think they're a good testament to. I don't remember their names, but you don't have to have a lot of time to establish character. Cause like the the blue one, like her her like secondary robot sidekick guy, like he didn't do that much. But the few scenes he had, he had a very distinct personality. You know what I mean? He's kind of like impatient. Like I'm just ready to kill these bitches. Like why are we waiting around? Why are we doing this this this, this Decepticon bullshit? Cause that was funny. It was like so we're gonna Decepticons are gonna use deception to get in close with the government. That yeah. makes sense. And, and, but and, and I, like, I like how there was a moment that John Cena... <laughs> like, we're going to trust them? This, this isn't a spoiler, but... <laughs> no, it's not. He's like, yeah, we're going to trust them. Their name is literally Decepticons. Decepticons. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm glad you said it, because otherwise, it's it's still dumb. But at least by saying it, it's like, the, at least you're saying to the audience, we know it's dumb that people are going along with this. They're clearly the bad guys, but just for the sake of the story, <laughs> let the Decepticons deceive, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, all right, all right, cool. But yeah, uh, but uh, you're right though. The I think the action's better. I can't even say that. I feel like the action's more cl- like clearer. The choreography, the action's more the, the actions. The actions, the action is more coherent. Yes. Um, I feel like this, the problem is the set pieces weren't epic. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think the biggest issue with this movie is they focused way too much on the human element. Like it's called Bumblebee. I agree. And there wasn't a whole lot of Bumblebee. You know what I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say because it's not like they focused that much on the girl either. It was more like they focused too much on. And it's a kids movie, so I can't even get mad at that much. But I feel like the moments were like they, she leaves Bumblebee at one point in the house by itself, and it's like they spend like five minutes of him just going around the house like fucking shit up and being hilarious. Like, uh, but it's like it makes kids laugh. So I feel like they focused yeah. Funny too much, enough, there was a kid in my theater, so yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's just like they focus a lot on like the. It's so weird because they spent time with her and Bumblebee together, but not a lot of conversations that made me feel like they had a connection. Because he can't talk one for one, but because he was also like basically brain dead. Because like he didn't not only did not have his memories, but like he forgot who he was. Oh, I didn't say the same thing. No, not only did he lose his voice, but he also forgot who he was. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he was. That's how they explained him acting kind of goofy like a child almost. So it wasn't even really like he w- she was getting to know the real Bumblebee. That was also a thing that was kind of like, well, it's weird when you establish what he's like. And then because of an accident that happens, he changes. And that's where you get like the, oh, he can't speak and all that stuff. But then it's like, it's like you're talking to a mental patient until, <laughs> until he gets his memories back. <laughs> so I'm like, even the bond they're forming, it's like you're forming a bond with Based a off person. Lies. Yeah, but it's like you're forming a bond with a person with the mind of a dog. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Because it's, it's weird. Because like, when he gets his memories back, he's like, you know, he's, he's a person again to the mo- for the most part. He doesn't act all like silly. But the silliness is what the kids want to see. So that's why you have that whole, oh, he doesn't have his memories, so he's goofy. I don't know. It, it didn't do what it needed to do to make me feel like by the, by the end, 
that when she was crying, he could wipe, even by the end, that when she was crying, that he could wipe away a tear, and I felt like they had earned that. There's a moment where they bring it back because she's like, she wanted to be a diver or something, and her father was no, like... we're not in spoiler. I'm not going to say what happens, but they bring it back. They bring the fact that uh, the, the, the origin, or the, the, the emotional payoff that between her and her father, she uses with her and B at the end. And I don't, I didn't feel that it earned that. It was just like, oh, this is just what you tie back. You know what I mean? Movies like Into the Spider, and I think this is a good example to juxtapose Into the Spider-Verse. Because a movie like Into the Spider-Verse can pay things off that set up earlier in the movie, but because they gave you just enough time and just enough of emotion through conversation, by the end, when they pay that thing off again and it comes full circle, you feel like it was earned. But in this movie, it didn't feel earned. Did that moment feel earned to you? No, it felt very random. Yeah, yeah. it was like, oh, this is the thing that movies do. Because, I mean, you know I mean? When, like, it, <laughs> when, it, when it happened in the movie, I was like, okay, this is going to come back. But then when it came back, I was like... Here? Yeah, exactly. And like, it's not like she even did it, did it. What she she didn't even do what she did to an effect. It's not like she saved anything by doing what she did. No. She just did it. Yeah, she just did it. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. It just felt like somebody was like, "Oh shit, we need to tie that thing back. We didn't, we didn't bring it back, <laughs> so we need to tie it up at the end, you know." So, so she learned, but it's like, but how did that tie into anything that happened to her? Like, there was no real. She didn't learn from the experience to get over that thing. No, she just did it. She just did it. I was. It's like okay, <laughs> but in the same vein, into the Spider Verse. Remember how before I was like, into the Spider Verse has like an almost near perfect Rotten Tomato score, and it's very rare that I'll say. That I agree with that high praise, and even even rarer to say that it surpassed a praise that high. In this, my first this has a very high score. You don't really yes. agree. With this it. is the example I think of something that has a high score, like Into the Spider Verse. But I'm like, I feel like this is a reaction to it's not Michael Bay anymore. Like you know what I mean? I feel like they gave you crumbs, which is oh, there's not random weed or drug jokes, or there's not random upskirt. Uh, Jennifer, what's her name? Uh, What's her name? Megan Fox. Megan Fox jokes. Not Olivia Munn. Not Olivia <laughs> Munn jokes. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not the, the, the racism, the sex, the sexism, all that shit's out of it. So this is great. And I love this. And they do a thing with, and we've seen it in the trailer. So you think they do the thing with Cybertron in it. And this is everything I wanted. But it's like, I feel like that's just a, a hard 180 because, oh, Michael Bay was so shit. This is trying to be not that shit. <laughs> so I, it, it's actually trying. So I my reaction is I love it. But I feel like it's not deserving of that praise. I think, I think maybe it's, it's, it's trying extra hard not to be Michael Bay. Yes. This isn't what you guys wanted, what you had before. It's and something I, different. Come see our movie. And I thank you for it. And I think it's this is a great first step in the right direction, for sure. Yeah. Like I said, this is the best Transformers movie. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know if I agree with that. But I, I will only say no, and this is just personal preference, I think I like the first movie more because and again, you can only base it, you know, everybody's got their own biases. I saw that movie when I was a teenager. And that shit was, to me, that blew my mind. Like, it was epic. I'd never seen Transformers before move like that. Like, it was, this is before the racist Transformers and all the other Michael Bay bullshit he jammed in later. So, like, to see that shit on screen for the first time, to hear the big, dun, 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 whatever the Transformers theme song is, when Optimus Prime, roll out for the fucking Linkin Park theme at the end. What I've done! This is Optimus Prime, if you're out there. Like, I'm getting chills thinking about that shit. Like, I, nostalgia's a hell of a drug. So I don't think this is better than the first Transformers movie. I think it might be better written. 
But in terms of like where it hit me in my lifetime, because I've seen so many other Transformers movies, I felt like you at points, I felt bored. And I'm not saying it's because it's the movie's fault, but I am going to say that on a personal personal level, since I have seen those other things do it to the same effect. Like I, I'll say that the action is more coherent in Bumblebee even, but the action set pieces, I think, there were better ones in Transformers. Like the, the final battle in the first Transformers, I think was a better better than the final battle in Bumblebee. You know what I'm saying? So Optimus and Megatron. Everything. That entire battle in Chicago. I don't remember what town, city it was in. I don't remember either. Whatever that city was. That whole final battle between Decepticons and the Autobots. And yeah, Jazz was the only black Autobot and he got killed. But <laughs> and yeah, I should, probably should have been the first warning sign that things weren't going to go well in the Michael Bayverse. <laughs> hey, yo, bitches, what's cracking like? I'm the black Transformer. <laughs> oh, no, I'm dead. I'm so trash. <laughs> it was so bad. And then, yeah, that's like that. That remind that that shit is like was like X Men uh, Origins, where you have fucking Darwin who can't uh, die, who can adapt to things that keep him from dying, and yet he dies. Look, man, the only and the only black uh, mutant in the whole movie. Yeah, it was uh, that shit pissed me off so hard. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I agree with you. I can't even say you're wrong. <laughs> My power is not to die. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> But this is early, right before it got really dumb in the Michael Bayverse. So I think that first movie still holds that that flame in my heart. And I don't think nostalgia is the only thing that makes me like, you know. It is. It's not, because I, I, Spider-Man 2 had that same nostalgia. I think Into the Spider-Verse is a better movie, hands down. This one just, you know. And it's like you, what you said. There are points that felt boring because we've seen it already. Like, they're, yeah, the action looked better. And my God, yes, they're accurate. Yes, someone cares about G1 Transformers designs. They even play fucking, you got the touch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, they is. care about the fans. So, you don't even know fucking. Yeah, know. I was like, I don't even know. You don't know is. shit about Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that it didn't. It filled all the checkboxes. But that means, that just meant it executed. It didn't elevate what I felt like would have been the best possible Transformers movie for 2018. All right, so what would you rate it? I give it a high passable, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> wow, you're actually lower than I thought you would be. I was actually going to say, like, i give it a more than passable. Like, I thought it was good. Like, it's just, I don't think it's great. But I think it was really good. Like it just needed. Actually, no, no, yeah, more than I'm like, high passable. I was like, low. wait, that's the, yeah, that's kind of low. I was like, no, more than passable. So you're also with me, more than passable. Yeah. Okay. I was like, damn, that's low. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, I was like, wait, they, no, damn, that's not, they that's got low. you. They got you seventy percent of the way there. It just needed that extra little like sprinkle on top to make it perfect. But it was still, you know, damn man, good job, good, good on you, good on you for taking the source material seriously, taking it further than it's ever gone before, closer to what it what. You know, fans actually imagine it would be on the big screen. And the hot guy from Love Simon is in this movie. Who? The the guy with the afro. He was a wa- notice we didn't talk about him at all. No, he was a waste of a character. Yeah, he was a way, but he, I liked him from Love. He, he's hot. He's a, he was in, from Love Simon. That's the only way I know him. And yet he's in this movie as just like the throwaway. I mean, again, not Michael Bay. Yeah, flip. Instead of, having a, instead of having not a generic, boyfriend. instead of having a generic female love interest, they had a generic guy love interest type. All right, so let's jump into spoilers. How, how did? Uh, yeah. So for those that don't want to hear spoilers for this movie, just jump forward in the uh, timestamps. Check out the iTunes description. 
All right, so my question is, I, and I'm not big on Transformers lore. I never really watched the 80s cartoon that much. Clearly, if you don't know, you got the touch. I've seen you maybe like one or, two, one or two episodes of the 80s cartoon. I know of some of the characters, but not, Beast Wars? not really. I did watch Beast Wars. Okay. Beast Wars is I our generation. I said Beach Wars. Beach Wars. I did watch Beach Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch that show. But yeah, I did see Beast Wars. I, I used to watch, and I used to hate having to watch Beast Wars because it used to come on like six o'clock in the morning. Word. I fucking hated that. <laughs> And that's back before TiVo, TiVo, DVR, all that stuff. All right, so what's your question? But my question is, I thought like Transformers, they get their forms from the cars on Earth. But when they were on Cybertron, they were able to transform into cars. You know so little about the Transformers lore. Trains. They're... Transformers, they're not, like, what do you think? When they're just called Transformers for no reason, even on their own planet? They transform all the time. Yeah, but not into our vehicles. Yeah, no, but they have Cybertronian vehicles. So like that was, Those shits yeah, didn't look Cybertronian. Those it, look like fucking was. Earth cars. No, those were Cybertronian cars. I, I can see the confusion, though, if you don't know about that. But yeah, he was transforming into, like, a Cybertronian car. Not like a... Even though it's like, who's, who's driving Cybertronian cars? Like, I don't understand. I was just about to say, where's, where are we getting Cybertron cars from? <laughs> 80s logic. Doesn't matter. And even Optimus, he still looked like the pickup truck. Yeah, no. He was a Cybertronian truck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any other plot holes that aren't plot holes, Michael? Just expose the fact they're not a real fan, obviously. Uh, am I not a real fan? Like, because that, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but that's, that's canon, man. That's like... That's deep in there. Like it'd be one thing if they look like alien robot. I mean, not they do a little bit. You have the maybe if you side by side it, you'd see it, but they don't. It doesn't look exactly like a truck. Like his his design while he's now when they show him at the end of the movie when he's walking around with Bumblebee, which was so like. By the way, here's Optimus Prime. Like it was just like he's there now. I was like, wait, what? And that's what I'm saying. Like I thought <laughs> Optimus got here in the first movie. There's a lot of things that make this movie feel like it could be a hard reboot, but there's also things that they connect to the first Transformers movie that make you feel like it could be a soft reboot. It's weird. It's like, it's like okay, so are you in line with the continuity or are you not? Because they go out of the way at the end to have Bumblebee transformed into Camaro. And that's what you know they find him as, is Camaro. And also, this is kind of the origin story of how he lost his voice. He gets stabbed in the throat by not Starscream. It's not Starscream, but he looks just like Starscream. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was like, oh, okay. So, oh, and then she teaches him how to speak through the radio. So it's like, oh, okay, so now we're all set up for Sam Woodwicky in the year 2000, whenever, like 15 years from now, to find him and well, to start also, adventures. Also, almost a retcon in a sense because in Transformers The Last Night, they make it seem like Bumblebee was fighting the Nazis. But in this movie, he just got there Look, in the bro, 80s. Look, bro, stick he with just, one movie because... He just got there in the 80s. The Transformers continuity doesn't even... Like, it's worse than in DCEUs between movies, okay? So let's just stick with the first movie. Because <laughs> by the time you get to last night... It's, it's like X-Men. It's, so it's, like, it's like X-Men-like with their continuity. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So no, yeah, don't listen to the last night. Uh, they were drunk. They don't know what they're talking about. The time they got there, they were wasted. But just, you remember that? The tape? Yeah, no, you're right. Yes, Merlin didn't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> just like Merlin, that movie was drunk. Um, but then they show you the Transformers appearing at the end of the movie, and Optimus Prime is already there. So that, it was like again, that happened in the first movie. Yeah, they they they. But if they didn't have that last scene, you could have put in the like filled in the blank of like, oh, okay. So then that's why at the beginning, I don't know why it takes them fifteen years to get there. But yeah, in the beginning of Transformers One, that's when the other Transformers arrive. But then they have like a post. It's not even post credit. It's like right after. The first credits, kind of. Yeah. It's like a mid-credits. Like a mid-credits. And they, they show Bumblebee just walking through the force with Optimus Prime. He's already there. So it's like, oh, 
So it's not in the continuity. It's a hard reboot. It, like it, actually, did I say that because it was right after the post, right after the credits, or because it was a mid credit scene? Do you think they added that to be like, you know what, this movie's good enough to be its own thing? Let's just make it not part of the continuity. <laughs> I mean, probably mean, everything else will fit. That's the only thing it doesn't. Right? Yeah. Even Sector Seven, are they? That's part of the Transformers main continuity. That organization. I don't know what right? they're doing. Sector 7 is the organization in Transformers. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I that I think that's a good theory, though. If, if That was something they added after the fact when they realized, you know what? This is actually pretty good. Let's just make not part of the Michael Bay universe. Let's, let's hard reset this thing. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're like, oh, if this makes money again, like, you know, it gets back to the Transformers juggernaut franchise success. Yeah. We got to do, do a sequel to, to Bumblebee. I mean, but then if we do a sequel, it kind of messes messes up the. No one cares. No one cares about that kind of. I'm really surprised. I'm really not surprised. I'm really curious to see what this movie does financially, like in terms of box office numbers. Because I swear to fucking god, if this does worse than last night, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm like, "Eh, that's why I wish we recorded on Sunday because that's when the box office numbers come out. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like you, I, I could totally see it being doing worse. Just because there's not as many explosions, and that was the scene I really liked, where uh, toward the end when they're everybody's racing to the the final act, everybody's trying to get to the big satellite tower. The two trans, the two Decepticons are using to transmit a signal to the Decepticons in space from all to come to Earth to stop the auto to stop the Autobots or whatever, and um, uh, it's like the the police slash FBI or whatever the government's chasing Bumblebee and the gang. And then, but then also at the same time, they have uh, the main girl's mother and her family chasing in their car behind them. And there's a sequence where everybody skids on the brakes trying to stop from crashing. And it's like three or four cars that all stop like inches from each other. Conveniently, they, none of them hit each other. None of them hit each other. I, 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 was, like, I was like, for real? Yeah, it's like one at a time. So I was like, oh, that's going to hit. Oh, nope. That's going to hit. Nope. And then at the at the end of it, one truck or whatever like skids on the brakes and then flips over the pile of cars that stopped. And then even it doesn't explode. It just lands in front of it. And it was like, oh, we're all good. And it was like, that is definitely a dig at Michael Bay. There's no way <laughs> they didn't go out of their way not to have an explosion. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I thought that was like, I, I saw that scene. I was like, I kind of rolled my eyes. I was like, for real. It was funny. There's, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. It was funny. It was cute. There weren't a lot of moments that made me laugh out loud in this movie, though. No, me either. Me either. Yeah. But another question I have, Transformers lore. I thought once they pick the form, that's the form they are until they pick another form. No, you're like talking about the, the, the Decepticons? How they were able to transform into a villains? car and a fucking plane. There are things called triple changers that can transform into three things. So that's why they can transform into two things. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a toy, bro. I don't know. <laughs> it's all for the merchandise. So, yes, there's a toy that you can transform into a car, into a, a plane. So, it is com- it's just coincidental that, of course, the bad guy. And, of course, all the bad guys were way bigger than Bumblebee because everything else was like a plane. He was the only one that was like just a car. So, everything else was fucking huge compared to him. Yeah. I mean, but that's usually how it is. The villains always <laughs> got to be bigger. Were you surprised that there were like no other Autobots showed up? Really? I mean, other than the Cybertron thing at the beginning? Not really, because, I mean, for it to be a Bumblebee movie, you want it to be focused on Bumblebee. Yeah, I, but, uh, I don't know, I was sitting there and... And not Transformers, because if, if, if... I feel like if other Autobots really showed up, then it's a Transformers, Transformers movie. movie. Yeah, you're right, you're right. 
Then why Cocktails with that amazing Cybertron intro? <laughs> to show how Bumblebee got to Earth. Oh, but it was so good. I was like like grinning ear to ear watching that. I was like, oh my God, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. There's no humans. We're on Cybertron. Optimus is here being heroic. This is fucking epic. Yeah, that opening, that opening um, moment of the movie was pretty damn good. It was like, it's everything you wanted, bitch. Here it is. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take it away. Yep. And no more, though. Now you get a hologram of Optimus. Like, nah. And where's that, that robot? fucking girl that said i am the creator of cybertron where was she at for the last night what was, what was the last night? Fu- <laughs> last night that shit does not exist <laughs> that fucking stupid that, yeah that random shit i forgot i forgot her name the one that made optimus evil for like five hot seconds that shit yeah. was stupid it was there's <laughs> so much they're like that's the thing with the other transformers movies there's like three movies packed into each of those movies there's so much shit going on so many characters they, they juggle so many plot lines like the, it almost felt like that's what I'm like. This movie felt almost boring at points. But I'm like, no, it's not boring. This is the normal fucking movie. Transformers is always trying to stuff too much into their movies. That's what I was realizing. I'm like, this maybe it's not boring. Maybe I'm just I'm so used to being like given eye porn by Michael Bay, just like explosions. Now something else is happening. Now it's now it's a weird Jarvis Alfred robot. No, oh. there, there were definitely moments. I was tempted to look at my phone to see how much longer. You know what it I was? Did, I didn't, but I I was I kept looking at my because I had my phone like off on the table and I kept looking at it. But I was like, leave it alone. You know what it was for me? It was during that chase, like that chase scene with the car. Because again, it was a chase scene with the Volkswagen. That's not an exciting chase scene. <laughs> but yeah, it was like it lasted for like a good little bit. So I was like, all right, well, I'm bored. I really hope that this climax is gonna be fucking epic. It was all right. It wasn't epic, but it was all right. I mean, and, I mean, the way it was shot when she was running away. I mean, it's in a trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The one shot where she's running and Bumblebee's fighting the Fire other robot. Bo- yeah. I think the that fights cool. are cool looking. But it's just like nothing left an impact. Like, okay, for example, again, the, tra- the first Transformers movie where Optimus, um, they're all on the highway trying to get to that city. And then Optimus is like, you guys go ahead. I'll stop Devastator or whatever. And it's like that that big uh, Decepticon vehicle with like the... um. Uh, what's it like? A, not a toe. You know the big claw. Remember that? And then on the highway, and then like it transforms, and then it's like it's like ice skating down the highway, and knocks the truck over, and then it tackles Optimus Prime off the highway, and they fight. It's like a, it's like a thirty second fight, but he pulls out his like his red hot sword, and like they're dueling for a second, and then he stabs him in the head, and like the the robot body falls, and he's like a piece of tin, shit like that. Like I remember, I don't know. I remember I'm like sharing that. I'm like, I don't know. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you don't like the movie as much as I did. But moments like that were badass, and they left the impact. Now, granted, maybe again, it was because it was novel. I've never seen stuff like that before. I, you know, I'm what six Transformers movie in watching this, so it's like I've seen this type of action before. Yeah, it looks better because I can see your whole body because you've got like solid body parts and solid colors. But at the same time, you know, I've seen robots fight a thousand times, so it's like this is cool. Is it super memorable cool? No. But it was cool. Optimus dying in the second movie. Dope set piece. Even that movie I hated. <laughs> but it's still a fucking dope fight scene set piece. I don't think this movie had anything like that. No. Yeah. So that was that oh, was, and, and the so family, that was Bumblebee. <laughs> the family was nice, but they weren't that memorable. Like it was like the thing where like it's clear she doesn't like her family, but they don't make the family like assholes. So like, they make them all like people. So it's like, yeah, the, the the father-in-law, he doesn't have a job. And, you know, you don't know what the story is there. Maybe he's not, he's not, he's not deadbeat. 
um but obviously he's like you know he's he's struggling <laughs> and he's kind of like a leech on the family but he's a nice guy so it's not like a thing where it's like you even hate that guy he's like no I, I get where he's coming from he's trying and you know he's really even though he's sometimes rude to the girl like you know he does go out of his way to try and you know do right by her he does he is looking out for her. like he got that book that he got yes that was very rude but his heart was the right place <laughs> smile more <laughs> you don't smile enough no <laughs> um but yeah the family is just like an afterthought and the Everyone's basically an afterthought except for, except the, for girl. the girl. Yeah. And Bumblebee, of course. But I feel like that relationship between her and Bumblebee doesn't have enough meat on it for me to actually like resonate with their emotional scenes later on. And I can I, I can only point back to things like Iron Giant, which has the same kind of setup with a robot that does not talk, but yet I felt that relationship and their camaraderie by the end and that payoff of Superman. I felt there's a point here where Bumblebee basically does the same thing. He almost commits suicide. Yeah. Puts his fist up. Soldier or whatever. Or or even before when he um is going to... If you kill me, you're going to kill yourself. You know? It's like, oh, no. Bumblebee's going to die. But I was like, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Well, you know what has meat on him? Aquaman. Because I feel like we're repeating ourselves for the Bumblebee stuff. So let's move on. I didn't think so. But okay. <laughs> uh, was there anything else I wanted to talk about Bumblebee though before we move on? I look forward to a sequel. If, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to a sequel. With Megatron. <laughs> and Optimus. Well, the, I re- oh, that was the thing. They killed... You don't know who it is because you don't know Trish. I read the thing that there, uh, Travis Scott wanted to have Megatron in his movie, but that would have contradicted with the fact that he's stuck in the Hoover Dam. Remember Cliff Jumper? Fuck is that? <sighs> the robot they killed on the moon when the Bumblebee sent out a signal by accident because she turned the key. Oh, and the, there's the there's the Autobot that died. That's his name. Yeah, Cliff Jumper. He was like one does of the main it, does characters. He jump off cliffs. I don't remember, <laughs> but he was one. I do remember he was one of the main robots in the cartoon. So when they killed him, I was like, "No, Cliff Jumper!" Wait, why do I care about Cliff Jumper? <laughs> it's kind of did you see that he she about uh, Infinity War or the how Infinity Game uh, Infinity Game how, how uh, Avengers Avengers Endgame should have yeah, ended? Where the Ninja Turtles showed up. Yeah, like, I'm- hey, it's me, Donnie. Oh, it's my family. Can you buzz me in? And it's like, I feel bad for him. I'm like, oh my God, fuck you, Thanos. I'm like, wait, why do I care about him? <laughs> it's the same thing. I mean, because we know who that is, though. Yeah. So I know Cliff Jumper's name. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, okay. You're a terrible Transformers fan. <laughs> I just said I don't know anything about the lore. I never watched the cartoon. All I saw right. maybe like two episodes. Okay. Anyway. My introduction to Transformers was the movie. Okay. So nothing else to say about Bumblebee? No. I wanted to gush about that movie. Why can't I get a giant robot movie that makes me gush? Again, whenever Jordan's hyped about a movie, that means it's not going to be that good. What the fuck? So stop being hyped about movies. I can't. If I have no hope, then what's the point? Hope doesn't live here. What, what is... What is uh, damn, what the fuck is the line? Some people don't stay good. Or what, oh, what, yeah, what the fuck was the line? People stay. People can't stay good in this world forever, Lois. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, that's not what Superman should say. I mean, it's a trend. The world doesn't need Superman as long as you're here. No. <laughs> Why would you have Superman say these words? All right. Yeah. Let's get. Let's talk about Superman. Yes. Yeah, so let's get over into the I'm world. Not of, Superman. Yeah. The world of DCEU, where we mention Justice League in one sentence and then move the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Aquaman. 
This is the exact spot that Volko gave me my first swimming lesson. I already know how to swim. Not even close. You have to forget all the teaching of the surface world. Go deeper. One cover your Atlantean instincts. He spent his entire life training. Training to be the best. My parents made me what I am. I am the protector of the deep. In this trident resides the power of Atlantis. In the wrong hands, it would bring destruction. But in the hands of the true heir, it would unite above and below. The time has come for Atlantis to rise again. We must stop him. And how do you propose we do that? By retrieving this. I already got one of those. Not like this one, you don't. The war is coming to the surface, whether you like it or not. Your mother always knew you were special. She believed you'd be the one to unite our two worlds. Atlantis has always had a king. Now I need something more. But what could be greater than a king? A hero. But yeah, they wanted to throw out that. There's one line where they talk about Steppenwolf. It was literally one. That's all you that's get. That's all you get. <laughs> one line about Steppenwolf. And it was like, everybody get that audience? We're connected. And that's all we're going to talk about. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Yeah. Because if this is not the most 180 fucking DC movie, we're now, it's a full blown. If they told me that this was an MCU movie presenting Aquaman, I would believe it. Marvel Studios presents Aquaman. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Agreed. Like, this movie is way more colorful than anything we've seen in not even just the Snyderverse, but Suicide Squad. It's a 180 change. Like, you think about the scene, because we literally just uh, watched it and did a commentary. So, again, if you want to hear our Justice League commentary, beat for beat, join our Patreon. But, yeah, we just watched uh, Justice League on Patreon, and you saw Atlantis in a fucking... Justice League, and then you see Atlantis and this. It's like the color palette is completely different. It's like it's like they put fucking strobe lights in there. I mean, do you also remember even Mara's outfit? It's like like everything in that movie is different. But then, but then it's almost almost a contradiction because in the movie he's never in Aquaman he's never been to Atlantis. But that's what I was about to say. I'm like even what they talk about in Justice League doesn't line up with what happens in Aquaman. Yeah, I'm like, it in make, ju- yeah, in Justice League he goes to Atlantis, but in Aquaman he's never been to Atlantis. No, but Aquaman and Aqu- and Justice League and forgive me if I'm remembering this correctly even though we just watched it um didn't he tell mara that he felt like his mother abandoned him in justice league yeah yeah that's not at all that's no, like the not, opposite yeah. of what he thinks in aquaman yeah in aquaman he knows that atlantis killed his mother he says that like right off the bat it's like bro <laughs> i get i get it you know there's no real direction in the dceu but shit like that is like there's no continuity between these movies Pretty much, <laughs> it's like, held together with bubble gum. The directors aren't talking to each other. <laughs> you know, if the MCU was like that, there'd be no MCU. 
I mean, uh, it's not like this. No. I was going to say, there are some things where that are. You got to dig deep in this. Yeah, I was going to say, but you got to dig yeah. to try to figure out what things don't like, line up. I feel like that date doesn't really line up with this date. That's the type of MCU inconsistencies. And this, it's straight up what your backstory is. <laughs> like, that is not what you said, Justice League. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm going to need something from you. What? The, the trident? Because you didn't get that from them. Yeah, you got that, you got from, your that from your mother. Yeah, you say so with Aquaman. <laughs> and he kind of wore the final... In, the Ju- in Justice League, he kind of wore his final suit. So where'd you get that suit from? That he get that he wears in Aquaman. Yeah. It's Which, like, again, it's not a spoiler because you see him wear it in the trailer. Like when he steps out with the trident. It's a completely different suit. It, it, it's, it's, it's the same suit, but it's different. Nah, it's completely different. It looks pretty much the same. It's just, nah. dark, it's just darker. You got to see it side by side. It's totally different. But... What they imply in Justice League is that is the the Aquaman suit, but then clearly when you get to the Aquaman, it's like no, that wasn't suit. <laughs> it was like so. What was that? Just some armor. I don't know. It's like so he got random armor. Like ex- explain movies. <laughs> nah, nah, son. Wait, well, let's actually get into Aquaman. Yeah, let's, let's actually talk about Aquaman. Hey, wait, wait, guys, guys, guys. We're positive on this movie. <laughs> like we just started with like, fuck this movie. This is why. And this is wrong. Well, no, and that's well, wrong. I, 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 I can't talk. We weren't even really say, I don't think we were really saying fuck this movie. I think we were just mostly talking about fuck Justice League. We're talking and, like, about the, the universe. Co- and, yeah, the universe. Yeah, the universe is fucked. <laughs> but this movie, like we said, is it's definitely a 180 degree tone change. Not only in like visually, the co- like the color spectrum tone, but even like in tone in terms of tone for the characters, the story. Yeah, and I, I, that's something you just reminded me of like even again the universe is not talking to each other the continuity like Aquaman was like seeming seemingly very brooding and stuff yeah in Justice League in this movie, I mean he drinks in this too yeah he drinks but in this movie he's way more fun yeah he's like a fun drunk yeah in Justice League he's like the drunk you don't want to talk to you make your ass beat and he's a lot more fishy his eyes are really white in <laughs> Justice League yeah Justice League his eyes are white and this one his eyes are yellow Zack Snyder same thing with Mera though Zack Snyder coloring but yeah, I it's just the 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 complete one eighty from the tone. Look, you could do you could have different tones, different movies. You could argue that Thor Ragnarok did that to an extent, but even Thor Ragnarok has built in filters about how it handled its comedy to be like, no, Thor's always been like this. He's always been kind of goofy. It's just it's kind of turned up in this movie. But you can even give the excuse of like he's been in space by himself for years. You know what I mean? Maybe he's kind of gotten a little quirky. You know what I mean? They're, and then also you could say like because of the people he's met, like he didn't know Tony Stark, who's very quirky. He's yeah. all about quirks and you know Captain America and yada 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 and his adventures. Yeah. After Age of Ultron, you know he they rubbed off on him a little bit. He took that madness with him into space, and then you got Thor Ragnarok, Thor. And then when you see that same goofy character in Infinity War, and he's back to like a little bit more you know the dramatic side of the Marvel universe, it fits. 100%. You totally understand where that comedy was coming from and why it's not there now. Like, that, there's actual reasons for the characters to change their tone when they go from movie to movie. And DC is just clearly like, well, we wanted that movie to be dark in BVS, and then we that wasn't working. So then we tried to get a little light with Justice League, and then that was like a Frankenstein movie. So now, fuck it. We're full-on MCU. And this is the same company that once upon a time was like, we're the no junk, no joke studio. Fuck Marvel. No, yeah, fuck Marvel. No fun. No, we take this shit seriously. Now it's like, who said that? No, we're having lots of fun. <laughs> this is gonna have a, uh, uh, this is a cartoon. Basically, we have a fucking octopus playing the drums. <laughs> like it's a bunch of cartoony shit. <laughs> we're making references. It's a good time. 
Under the sea. Under the sea. Um, that being said, uh, I guess I'll start with my thoughts this time. Non-spoilers. Um, I kind of already tipped my hand and said that I felt like after this movie that it was kind of paint by numbers. And I said that after we first saw the Aquaman uh, in the pre-screening. Which was awesome because Jason Moe was there. That was cool. Uh, the, the whole ca- the whole main cast was there. Yeah, and James Wan. Yeah, um, but I just felt like nothing's movie really surprised me. And after my first viewing of it, by the end of the movie, I didn't feel like the main characters had established that strong of a connection. I feel like my thoughts have softened a little since I first saw it. And I think it's after I've seen how with the same amount of time or even more time in Bumblebee's case that you spend developing characters. Well, no, I think this time this movie was longer than Bumblebee. No, no, no. I'm talking about how much time they spent developing characters. Oh. So like the time they spent with Bumblebee and the... What's the main girl's name? I, we didn't even say... Uh, Charlie. Charlie. Charlie and Bumblebee's time together. I feel like they might have spent more time, but... I don't even feel like those two characters had the same amount of chemistry. I felt like, for example, uh, Arthur Curry's father and mother had in this movie. When I first saw it, it felt very like, okay, yeah, it's just a romance. I, it's whatever. You know, it is what it is. Paid by numbers. But seeing it again, I was like, no, there's actually some chemistry there. Like, I believe that this couple actually, they fell in love. Love at first sight bullshit. I, I, I believe that. And I think what also helps it a lot is the pacing. Um, the time over the course of the entire movie you get to spend with the characters. And I think another th- factor is the music. The score of this movie is amazing. It is. Yes. It definitely is. Like, especially seeing it again, I'm like, I feel like Bumblebee didn't have anything. That Even that Aquaman, the Aquaman theme. Oh, it's so good. But the Bumblebee music, do you feel like it's memorable at all? No. No, not at all. And I feel like that's what helped carry. Like, if, if the characters and the script didn't make you feel like they had an emotional bond in certain scenes. I felt like the music helped push it over the edge. It's like, okay, I can kind of feel this. Um, so I feel like overall, I did enjoy the movie more than I initially thought I did. So kudos to Bumblebee. I didn't think that was going to be the case. I thought, if anything, you know, Bumblebee was going to, like, everything was going to be amazing. I feel like, oh, Bumblebee's fucking great. Aquaman's fucking great. I didn't think Bumblebee was going to make me appreciate Aquaman more, of all things. <laughs> so... I mean, like, but even beyond just like the like the characters and the emotions and stuff like that, the action fucking amazing, Kingsman level. Like literally, the fluidity and the choreography, spot the fuck on. Um, after even the first scene, and you've seen the trailer with uh, Arthur's mother fighting those Aqua people, fucking badass. That was fucking great. Yeah. Like when when I when that action scene happened, I looked at you. I was like, Woo! that was fucking dope. That was cool. Yeah, and it's the same throughout. Um. The Black Mantis the stuff? The first Kingsman. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's the first, say, yeah, first let's, Kingsman. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Black Mantis stuff, I think the setup for his character was great. I feel like they didn't do no, enough with that character, but... Yeah, I was about to say... <laughs> no, the setup. The setup. Uh, yeah, the setup. Because the, I, I felt for him at a time where I was like, why do I feel for a guy who's well, an asshole? Uh, well, to an extent... I, we'll get into a really good spoiler, but I, I, I wish they went more with it. I agree. I think they should have done more too, but I feel like at least I, I can see him being... And this is a plus over Marvel. I feel like they set him up better as a side villain than I think Mordo was in Doctor Strange. I think they're. Similar. I can agree with that. Yes, 
Um, I'm, I'm, because clearly both those movies are, are they're leaning toward their, their black antagonist for the sequel. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this movie did a better job of making me care about Black Manta more so than Doctor Strange made me care about Mordo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think where this movie fell apart though, I feel like the characterization could have been stronger. I felt like them going from it, it felt very much like a chase quest or like a search quest in a, in a video game, like. I've heard it compared to Uncharted or like Indiana Jones where you're going from, we got to get this thing to go there and then this thing to go there and put the puzzle together and then there it is. Fetch quest. That's it. Fetch quest. Uh-huh. It felt, it did feel like that in the middle and I felt like in that middle segment, I didn't get enough with the characters for me to really be on their side when Aquaman, you know, wins in the end because, you know, you know, of course Aquaman wins in the end. <laughs> so when it gets to the end, I felt, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was long with them on the ride to the point where I was like, yeah, I'm rooting for you, Aquaman. We got there. I didn't feel like he earned it in the same way. I had to keep using references to other things we've watched recently, but the same way I felt like Miles earned being Spider-Man. I don't feel like he earned being Aquaman in the same way. It felt very like we're taking a little bit of Black Panther here. We're taking a little bit of like, you know, you know what I mean? Like the very Lion King-y. Like it was just very, okay, this is what you do in these like royalties coming up, taking back the throne type of things. It didn't feel very unique unto itself. Uh-huh. And I feel like where it fell apart the most was the third act. Again, these... And this movie was all CGI. When you get to the, the ocean shit, everything's CGI, of course. But then it's like, they go super hard with the CGI in the third act. Just like with every DC movie. And it's like, I get... I'm glad the final, final battle is small. It's just a small duel between Ocean Master and Aquaman. But right before that, I got lost. Especially watching the second time. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, there's parts where you don't even know where you're at. Like, because it's just a big, murky ocean battlefield, and you don't know what side is where, you know, what what's really going on in the war. It's just like, a war's happening! What? A war's happening! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I I feel like this, we didn't build up enough to get to this point. No, 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 a war's happening! <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, so... Uh, but overall, I enjoyed it. You know, I must say it's fun. It's a fun movie. That's how I felt when the movie... I was like... That was fun. Yes. Did it blow my mind? No. Was it better than Bumblebee? I'd say yes. Was it better than Wonder Woman? I would say no. Is it better than Man of Steel? I would say no for me. And I like Man of Steel. Overall, it wasn't better than Wonder Woman, but I think it had better, not moments, but like. I think the opposite. I think overall it's better. But. I think Wonder oh, no. Woman had better yeah, moments. Oh, no, like, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I think Wonder, yeah, you said it right. Wonder yeah. Woman had better moments, but overall. Yeah, because No Man's Land seen nothing in this movie touched that. I cried in No Man's Land seen Wonder Woman. And even like the third act, I think their third act was better than Wonder Woman's third act. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, Yeah, I, I agree by virtue of just the fact that like things, it was big. It was a big battle, and it even... Even as murky as it was, the Wonder Woman fight was way murkier. It was just like fire and smoke everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least here it was like, all right. And the uniqueness of the giant sea creatures and stuff made it cool. Um, I want to give it more impassable. Yeah. Okay. Long story short, <laughs> more than passable. And we'll get we'll get into details about stuff. But you know, I enjoyed it. I just it's not but it's not the DCEU saver. I think DC needs to be churning out now because now it's like the do or die time. It's like the zero hour of their universe. And it's like, now's the time to put up or shut up. And I feel like doing these okay movies, like 
You know what? I want to no. I'm retroactively reviewing both of those. I think they're both low more than passables. Bumblebee and Aquaman. You said both low low more than passables. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm serious. I'm thinking. Are you trying to convince yourself otherwise? (laughs) I, I like the Aquaman more than Bumblebee. Yeah, all right. Low more than passable for Bumblebee, more than passable for Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. These reviews are weird for me because it's like, I like these movies, but I don't love these movies. And I feel like I should. <laughs> like, they're, these are the movies where it's like, you were so close, but you were just missing like a little bit of something. Just a little bit of whatever it was, you're missing it, and that's why you're not on like the highest tier. Yeah, and those movies hurt because it's like you can see it. I can see the greatness in you. It's just like you just you just need like two more scenes of like just a heart to heart conversation, or you needed one more scene of not doing that trope or having like you know do the same bullshit that we always do in these royalty Hamlet spinoff movies or whatever. You were supposed to be the chosen one. Yeah. I'm the one true king, not you. These are my reasons. The outside world is evil. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's like we've seen all that stuff done before so many times. I mean, this movie was The Lion King, Black Panther. Yeah. The only difference is instead of rooting for Black Panther, you're rooting for Killmonger because Aquaman is the Killmonger character. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what'd you think? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I thought like visually, I think this movie tops all of the DC movies. Like, I think it looks gorgeous. Like you can actually see everything. There's none of that gray wash shit. Like it looks like a comic book come to life. Um, I don't think, I don't think it was the Hans Zimmer score, but it, it it was more or less a throwback to that. Like the score, the score was great. It made you feel like when Aquaman came on the screen, when they went to Atlantis, like it was, it, it made it feel epic. And for a movie like this about a kingdom and, you know, a pretty much an underwater world, that's, that's what the score should feel like. And mm. I, that get, get like the score gave me chills. And I was like, yeah, like I saw myself want to conduct. Like, <laughs> the like I love it. I can't hum it. I'm trying to yes. think. But it's a it's a deep score. It resonates. I like it. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed Jason Momoa. Like you could tell, Jason Momoa was having way more fun in this movie than he did in the other. Like because he seemed, I guess the best way to put it, he seemed more at home in in his role as Aquaman. I feel in like this he movie. got to be himself more. Yeah, he got to be himself more. I mean, he, definitely, he like incorporated his culture into it a little bit with the. Uh, the haka, I don't know what it's called. The ritualistic Hawaiian dance he was doing on the premiere carpet. I was like, I don't know what you're talking Who about. Who knocking? No, he was even doing it in the movie at the end. Remember? Haka, no, 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 all that stuff. I'm like what? <laughs> the dance they be the Samoan dance, not Samoan, but the how it's Hawaiian. It's called the haka or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> okay, wow. All right. Point is, he does. He is injecting his I'm own like, culture. I'm like, you saw the movie twice. I'm like, I don't even remember. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you don't remember that. He does it. It's like the Drago shit he did in uh in Game of Thrones. 
Well, I remember that, but only because I'm re-watching Game of Thrones now, so yeah, okay. before the season eight premiere. All right, never mind. Continue. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, I enjoyed a lot of this movie, like, but I, this is why I wish I got to see it again, because I remember watching it, and during my review, I was like, yeah, after the movie was over, I was like, I had fun. Yeah. But it was still something that made me go, yeah, it was good for a DC movie. But oh yeah, DC movie is top tier. <laughs> is it? Is it though? But uh, uh, yeah, out of like the six movies they have, it's definitely top three. For this one, I would say. Think about it. Wonder Woman. Think about it. Man of Steel, Wonder Woman. So you like Man of Steel more than I did, though. Did you like it? Did you like this movie or Man of Steel? Try, that's less what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to think. Justice I'm League, like, BBS. Suicide Squad. Oh no, I like Man of Steel more than all of But I'm trying to that's say six. That's what I'm trying to think is did I like this movie more than I like Man of Steel? Oh, but either way, it's still like top three. Yeah, that's why I said top three, but I was yeah. trying to think what would I say? Because Wonder Woman is number one. I'm trying to see. I think I may have liked this movie more than I like Man of Steel. That's fair. I can't argue people that didn't like Man of Steel. I just liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I would say Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Man of Steel. And yeah, like I didn't even know what else to say that you did that you didn't already say. Like, but I, I actually I can because uh, I can echo all the all the uh, points that you made of why you liked it and stuff like that. But I could I'm, I'm gonna just most, mostly point out the 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 issues I had with it because, like I said, I'm just gonna end up repeating everything that you said okay. in terms of the likes. But I think one of the issues or problems with that with this movie is like. I don't think they went far enough with Black Manta. Like when when they introduced Black Manta, he's Black Manta. Black Manta, <laughs> he's pretty much already an asshole. I feel like it would have been stronger if you introduced him and he was a little bit more sympathetic. And then he made a slow descent into villainy. Yeah, that's what I was saying where I was like, you feel for him, but at the same time it's like, do you really yeah, you're, know? He's already you're already an asshole, yeah, so I don't dick. really care. You like this in the scene before what happens to you happens to you. You're already killing people. So it's like you're a dick. I don't... <laughs> Should I have sympathy for you just because, you know, something happens to you? I don't think so. So I think if they made him a little bit more of a sympathetic character and then they had what happened to him happen to him, it would have made him a better villain. They should have made him Killmonger. Pretty much. You know what I mean? And then not only just that, but I feel like not as bad, but I think this movie had a little bit of a Spider-Man 3 issue. Too many things? Where you had Aquaman and Ocean Master where it's like, pick one. Because they're both iconic Aquaman DC villains. It's like, they so they could have... Oh, wait, you mean Black Manta and Ocean Master? What else? Oh, you said Aquaman oh, and Ocean Master. Black, yeah, Black like, Manta. <laughs> Black Manta and Ocean Master. I feel like they could have had their own movie. Mm. So instead of having both of them... At the same time? More or less fighting for villainy screen time. It was, I, I think like they could have done bit, it, though. I think it was, a little, it was a little too much. I think they could have set it up better. I just feel like they didn't execute it. They, they could have, yeah, they could have set it. They could have set it up better, but they didn't. It was because they they spent time on Ocean Master, Black Manta, but then at the same time was also setting up that that big ocean war and putting like and having the the seven kingdoms come together and all that bullshit. Like I feel like you didn't have to spit at least not spend time going with Ocean Master from kingdom to kingdom trying to recruit. Like why why did we need to see that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that took away time. From what could have been more backstory for Black Manta or something. Agreed. Yeah. And then also, like, 
like Mara is like, if you think about Mara from the comics, like she is somebody that can stand on her own. She's powerful in her own right. She doesn't really need she's, Arthur. She's a but yet at the same time, there was, we never really got a moment to show how bad, like, yeah, we never really what? got a moment to show how bad she is. What about with the, the wine? When she turned the wine into icicles. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Her, her power literally is like the most OP if like they allowed that's, it to be. That's something I think I, I, I said to you in the, in the, uh, in the theater. I was yeah. like, she can literally control water and then they're in the ocean. I'm like, should she be the most powerful person? But it's weird because they also made a big deal of the staff doing that. Like the staff controls the seven seas. It was like, if America can do it. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. It controls more of the seven seas. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess maybe she can't control as much of the ocean. Oh, uh, okay. But at the same time, it's still like... She should not be in any peril right now. Yeah. Just it was like Black Panther plus King Arthur's quest. Like to get Excalibur. King Arthur. Yeah. Arthur Curry. I mean, they even make note of that. <laughs> like Arthur was a king. All that stuff. Before we get into spoilers, even though you haven't rated it yet, I have a question. Was the father CG in the beginning? Was he de-aged? Because even the second time I was watching it, I was like, if that motherfucker is de-aged, I cannot tell. Yeah, that, I don't know. It has to be the same guy. Uh, it's, it's definitely the same guy, but I don't know if they de-aged him or they just aged him up at the end. No, I think that was, the, the age is real. So I think they de-aged him. And this is why I'm asking, because it raises the question of, if that dude was de-aged so well that you can't even tell that he's de-aged, why is it so easy to tell that, uh, what's his face, is de-aged? Volko, uh, Green Goblin. What's his uh, name? I guess because you have to add on top of that the water effects. <laughs> no, the water effect. They were using the water to blur his face a lot of times. I, I was looking. I was like, yo, his face looks so and fake. And then also maybe, may, I think maybe it's because we know who William Defoe is as opposed William to- William Defoe, there we go. We, we don't really know who the actor that played his father is. So maybe that's why you can't really- Tell? Yeah. Because we know what William Defoe but looks like. But it's not like. even that. It's, you can see, like when I'm looking at his face- you can see, I don't know if to call it the Uncanny Valley, but you know when you're looking at somebody's face and they're CG'd kind of poorly, mm-hmm. and you can see how it looks a little off? Yeah. Like, I see that on William Defoe. Not that I just know what he looks like when he's young, but when I see his face, I'm like, that looks off. I know he's, like, super smooth because he's young, but, I mean, just it looks weird. But meanwhile, the other guy's face, also smooth, but I'm like, that looks normal. I can't, I don't see any, I was looking hard. I'm like, I can't see any cracks in this. I, it looks like a real person, but I can't tell. I don't know. Oh, okay. Or maybe he got a son to play his young... I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it was good. Brown don't frown. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, even... Like, no crack. Even Nicole Kidman. Like, I thought she was great in this in the role as the queen queen of Atlantis. I can't think of her name. Queen. It must have been DH because she looked younger, too. Yeah, she looked younger, too. And I thought she looked pretty damn good, she too. She looked good, too. No, she didn't crack, either. So maybe they just didn't care about the Defoe's face. Yeah, <laughs> <probably>. Like, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> he has too many wrinkles. <laughs> we can't do this. <laughs> just half-ass it. No, I don't care. But yeah, that scene, like the, the fight scene that she did, like that reminded me of like the fight scene. And granted, of course, it's 90s, so it was a little better. But that fight scene that Buffy had on top of the roof when she was fighting the Knights of Byzantium, that's that fight scene reminded me of what you don't know but i don't you, know but what you, the fuck but you said you seen season five i don't uh, you threw out some phrase I'm, knights of what <laughs> knights of byzantium kazuntite i don't know what that's supposed to be trash <laughs> those are the knights that were going after dawn oh yeah duh of course whatever yep. fuck you anyway you don't know anything byzantium no not fucking nyquil <laughs> <laughs> what was that nyquil nyquil knights <laughs> well yeah but I don't know. Overall, 
like I said, there was a moment, and also there were moments that kind of like, like when the movie opened, I was like, wait, I'm, 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 I'm definitely into this. But they were then kind of like, just like BVS, there was something that happened in the beginning, just like how uh, Batman started rising at the end of that dream sequence. Then he was like, oh, it was a dream sequence. And something like that that happened in Aquaman was like, wait, in Aquaman, it, it looks great. This looks great. I'm into it. But then something happened. Which I'm not gonna say yeah, until we get to spoilers. And I was blanking. like, "Wait, this doesn't make any sense." In the beginning, this is BVS all over again. In the beginning, in the beginning. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. overall, like I said, I have fun, so I will give it a more than passable. I'll give it the same rating as. But I like Aquaman better than Bumblebee. So yeah, so you're with me. Bumblebee, low more than passable. Aquaman. I still more give than them passable. both more than passables, but my more than passable for Aquaman is higher than my more than passable for Bumblebee. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to fight it. I'm just like, okay. Uh, wait, so so let's get into spoilers. And if you want to know the spoilers for Aquaman, skip ahead and timestamps, iTunes description, blah, blah, blah. How the fuck do Atlanteans drown? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, that? Dude, what the fuck is that? No, no. That... No, the bitch was drowning. No, but no, it, it seems like when Atlanteans go, because it happened a couple of times. It also happened to Orm. Like when he got thrown up to the final battle on the surface with with Arthur at the end, it seems like when Atlantean goes from water to the surface, they cough up the water that was in their lungs. But that still doesn't make any sense. But she was unconscious because they can breathe water. But she was unconscious. Well, it has to be like there has to be two systems, right? Uh, right. I mean, I, we don't see. Them I don't know how physiology with, works. I mean, we don't see them with gills. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if you're unconscious when you get thrown. Like maybe if they had gills on their necks or something like that. So yeah. But they don't have any of that. I wasn't mad about that. <laughs> I was. A, I said, what the fuck? Like, I don't think she was the, drowning, though. I think she was just, because she was unconscious, she wasn't able to, you know, Yeah, she was unconscious. Water. But usually when a person coughs up water, that's because they're drowning and they got CPR done. And now they can, now they're revived because now that water is out of their lungs. And that's what's causing them to drown because you have water in your lungs. But if you can fucking breathe water, then... Atlantean physiology. It's stupid. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm making up an excuse. Stupid. I I just didn't really mind that. Was that the that was the main issue? That was the issue. I was like, <laughs> wow. this looks good, but then it's like she's drowning, and it's like, but wait, isn't she Atlantean? How is she drowning? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think about any sports I wanted to talk about. But like the choreography with like those poses. <laughs> oh yeah, stuff. what was with that? That's, like there was definitely like all right. It, you know what it was? I heard someone describe it as anime esque, like those hard poses. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that is kind of like an anime. There was a lot of those. Yeah, it was like, especially at the end when he got that suit. It's like, yo, bro, maybe he couldn't move in it that well. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, if he was doing that, that, that type yeah, of he pose. was like dabbing and shit. Yeah, so he definitely could move in that shit if those poses were good. I mean, that was definitely the. I think the best part of the movie was the action, because a lot of times, especially with the later DC movies, like the the action choreography is getting kind of bleh. And funny enough, like I think the the third the final act in uh, Aquaman was better than the final act of Black Panther. Oh, blasphemy! No, I agree. Because I agree. Like you had T'Challa and Killmonger fighting in the Black Panther suit, which was all like CG bullshit. CGI in a dark tunnel. At least and this was like. At least this obviously is CGI. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're still fighting on like a the sub or something. But in it's the a, middle but, of the ocean. but you could definitely tell it's a mix between CGI and practical because they're they're fighting as themselves. Like they're you can see their their face. Yeah. So, 
I think, and then on top of that, it was a brightly lit ocean. The sun was up. It wasn't a dark underground tunnel, so yeah. you could see more of everything that was happening. And I think story wise, it ended on a stronger note. I mean, not the conversation that Killmonger and T'Challa had before. Killmonger no, I'm not died. talking about that. I'm no, talking no, no, about no. the fight itself. No, no, but the fight it it, it was more poignant because just like in Black Panther, they ended with the duel. But I think what they did better was because they knew that the duel was unfinished from the midway fight in the in the movie. When they had the final battle, they have the enti- they have the civilization, the society watching the fight. It was so weird to me that they chose to have the Black Panther fight in the tunnel, completely cut off from the rest of Wakanda. Like this is a battle for the becoming king, and no one sees the fight happen. It's just two guys in a dark ass CG tunnel fighting. That's stupid. So at least they had the uh, James Wan set up a better final battle set piece. I think. Yeah, much better. Agreed. Yeah, so I'm like, why did they, why did they choose that? It was such a weird choice. <laughs> fight in a tunnel, and no one can see you fight. <laughs> and I wanted to be all CG. What? <laughs> it's not even like a pretty back, like CG backdrop. It's like all no, it black. Was, yeah, it was dark. It was just black. Dark vibranium tunnel. Like, be real. Did you run out of budget? Did Marvel pull your budget, bro? Be real with yourself. <laughs> um, but the suit was beautiful. The the full Aquaman gold suit. Yeah, I saw suit. some people say they don't like the suit. Why? It was gorgeous. Like it looks goofy. He look. You look goofy. Whoever they are, they're they're goofy. It's such a comeback. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're goofy. <laughs> no, I think that shit was beautiful. I think it's one of the, if not the one of the best DCEU suits. Agreed. That shit is fucking gorgeous. That yeah, that suit was definitely gorgeous. I mean, did you believe the relationship between Mera and Aquaman? I did not. Like the at moment, all. the moment where they kissed at the, I was like, that was totally unearned. Not earned in the least at all. I was surprised. I like that they subverted my expectations at the end with, with Ocean Master, but I also don't like the. But I also don't like it. I don't like they revive the mother. Spoilers, we're in spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Like, we... and, I, damn, I can't even say this while spoiling something else for you, so I'm not gonna say it. But they do something like that in a different movie. I was about to say we're talking spoilers already. So we different movie. Oh, um, that you haven't seen yet. What movie? I'm, if I tell you, <laughs> then you're gonna know. <laughs> Um, I don't want to hear your mouth. You're like, oh, spoilers. So I'm gonna say another movie that you haven't seen does something similar. Is this a movie I'm going to see? Like, yes. I'm curious. I'm yes. like, what movie am I seeing? Yes, it's a movie you're gonna see. So I don't want to say, but I'm not seeing it. Well, the only movie I yeah, plan it's on- a movie you're gonna see with me. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you. That's a question. <laughs> no, I need to know. The only movie I'm gonna plan on seeing is a fucking Mary Poppins. If I tell you what the movie is, you're gonna be like, oh, spoilers. You're right, but I still want. <laughs> God damn it. Just, just take my word for it, all right? I don't <laughs> trust you. <laughs> Another movie you haven't seen does the same thing where the mother's dead and then, oh, what the fuck? No, she's not. And I feel like that steps back something for the character because it's like that thing that you lost and were fighting for and was like a big motivating factor in everything you're doing. Yeah, because now there's no reason for Ocean Master and Aquaman should be best friends now. Yeah, exactly. Ocean Master's entire reason, for what we have to go by, what he said in the movie, and the movie gave us no reason to think that he was lying. That Ocean Master hates him because he thought that the re- like the reason his mother was killed was because he had her or she had him, uh, Arthur. <laughs> so I'm like, so then I don't like that. But then at the end, when she shows up and is like, I'm not dead, Ocean Master, and he has no reason to fight anymore. And then he legit is like, oh, then wow, I'm what am I doing? Then it's like, oh, that's surprising. Like it's a, it's an interesting kind of subversion of expectations, but at the same time, it's like you weakened your villain. Because now it's like, now you have no reason to be a bad guy. So, yeah, exactly. Unless you're not going to be a bad guy anymore, 
What was the point of all this? And, then, and you're definitely if, a bad but then guy. If you're not going to be a bad guy, then who? I like Ocean Master and Black Manta. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Black Manta are two of Aquaman's biggest villains. So if like you're about to take one away, but it's not even like they set him up to be like a redeemable dude. He was a dick. Like the things that he was doing in the movie, he killed. He killed like the entire Fish People Kingdom just because he, he almost killed fucking Aquaman's father. Yeah. Just cause. Even though that scene was pretty good. With oh, the, the tidal wave? The tidal wave's coming. That was fucking badass. Yeah, like, it goes silent dope. and you see the giant wave. That was cool. I thought it was funny though that Aquaman, even though Mera was there to help, but they could save his father from being... First of all, he was drunk as fuck, got hit by a tidal wave, was in his fucking pickup truck, and didn't drown and die. Meanwhile, Superman, his, his dad, got taken by a tornado and he watched it happen. <laughs> it was like, bro... If if his dad survived that bullshit, yeah, I was like, how did he survive? Like, even I get Mara got to him and top, but no, nah. I thought for sure he was dead for a fucking tidal wave that bit. Like he should, and then with all the debris and shit like he that, should be dead. he should have been like eviscerated. Yeah, nah, not even just drowned. Like that shit should have took him out. Nope, totally fine. <laughs> it was so weird, especially with like all the pressure and shit. Yeah, but yeah, so for the ocean master, I just felt like that was like a like part of the choice, and I didn't like part of the choice. But now, now I'm like, so what's going to happen now with Ocean Master? Is he... Because if, if now he's still a dick or still a bad guy, it was like, so everything you said was bullshit? Yeah. I feel like that was poorly set up then. If anything, not necessarily... I don't necessarily think they should have not had his mother be alive because she's they alive. They should have. She's alive in the comics, but don't reveal it in this movie. Yeah. Reveal it in the next movie. Because then you could have your Loki in prison, like, redemption story, kind of. If you want that. Yeah, or like have... Or have him, Ocean Master, get to the point in the next movie that he's so far gone that even the revelation that his mother's still alive doesn't necessarily change him from his path to villainy because he's been in it for so long and he's in too deep. Yeah. And now he's like more or less enjoying it. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, like like you said, his sole purpose for being a villain is because he blamed Arthur for his mother's death. Now, instantly, you took that away. Yeah. So now, like you said, there's no reason for him to be a villain in the next movie. But then what's the story? Also comparing this to Bumblebee again... Um, just like that, I felt like that scene with her crying about her father and movie wiping away a tear was too soon. I felt like in this movie, him fighting uh, Ocean Master in that tournament thing for being king was also too soon. And they even make a joke about it in the movie, like, well, sometimes you shit out of order. Shit happens. Like, I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I think you're making a joke about like the, the, the structure of the script. But at the same time, I feel like because they had that fight so early... Remember, Mara, was, Mara said she wasn't. He's not ready. Like we weren't. This this isn't the plan. Why did you challenge him so soon? You aren't. You're not ready. Yeah, but in the same vein, I feel like yeah, it established why they don't like each other, and they have like a little bit of banter between the villain and the hero. But then I also have to feel like that highlighted how little chemistry the hero and the villain had. It was like brother that I've never met who just appeared here and wants to fight me. Challenge me for king, do you? Let's do that. I don't like you. I kind of liked you. Really? Yeah, but you're a dick. Okay, let's fight. Like, you know what I mean? It was weird. Like, I feel like there wasn't enough meat there yet for them to have a fight. So when they fought, it was just a fight. Like, there wasn't anything. I didn't feel like, oh, this is... Even I felt like Killmonger and Black Panther was set up better for that first fight. Like, I felt like that, there was more meaning in that battle than there was when Arthur fought Ocean Master for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. And also... This is more of the the way the look of the movie, because it's something that just popped into my head. As much as this, as much as I thought the CGI, like once they got to uh, Atlantis, was beautiful, it was still weird in the sense that because they they were talking just like how you and I are talking, but yeah, they're underwater 
and there are no bubbles coming out of their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. I also I thought that was weird. But I also you're it, you're a big advocate for like I want the Aquaman telepathy. Yeah, I I, I, feel, I like, feel like it'd be weird too because because then imagine them them just talking, but they're just staring at each other for scenes. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it'd be really. I was thinking about the sixth time I watched it. I remember you saying. I mean, that. it worked. It worked for Hush. Episode no. of Buffy. Granted, there was no telepathy, but yeah, no, I feel it, like it'd it be worked weird for that episode of Buffy because you have the emote without talking. I'm doing it now in the podcast. It's terrible podcasting, <laughs> but like it's it's impossible. Like it would just look odd because then you're sitting there for like let's say a three minute scene of just people looking at each other. <laughs> but yeah, but like yeah, yeah, they're looking at each other, but at the same time, they're still you still get the dialogue. You do, but then you're sitting there, and at some point, your brain's gonna go, they're just staring at each other. This is really weird. That's what's called. That's what's called acting. It's. I just feel like I'm, I'm trying to imagine it, and in my mind. It just looks silly. Because like I said, it's not just them talking. You're also getting the dialogue with it. So it's st- still essentially the same thing. It's just their no, mouth's not moving. But when you're talking, you're emoting. Like, you know what I mean? Like, imagine the, like, uh, Ocean Master being angry, but not actually moving his lips. Yeah, you look, you look, you look ridiculous just now. I look crazy. <laughs> I just think, of course, maybe I'm just trying to, I'm just probably trying to bring too much logic into it, but I'm just thinking logistically, like, if they're, you're in the ocean. It doesn't make sense. You can't talk. Yeah. And then on top of that, they, when they were talking, there was no bubbles, so they just go all the way with it. I agree with you, because it does look a little bit odd. And then it also adds to the fact that Atlanteans are telepathic. It's not just Aquaman. Mm, but in this movie, it doesn't seem like that's the case. It seems like that's the, what I'm, but that's my the point. telepathy that's my thing. Point. That's my point, though. In this movie, there doesn't seem like the case. But in the the, the, the lore of Atlantis, they're telepathic. Yeah. That's how, that's how, but Aquaman is just the strongest of them, like, in terms of, like, it, it, able to control control fish and all marine life and stuff like that. But See, I like this version better. Because it makes him special. But he can still be special. Like, he could... Instead of being just a just a low level telepath, he can control all of you know marine life. Yeah. And even and even in this movie, they didn't. What well, really, makes him Aquaman? It, to me but I was gonna say even ability. in this movie though, they didn't really go all the way with it. You had that iconic that not iconic, but that epic scene in the beginning where the fish came to the. Uh, what he controlled the super kraken. Godzilla, but, I but, like but that part. That I'm like, oh, he just riding Godzilla. Yeah, he controlled the super cracker, but they made it seem like the only way he was able to do that was because of the trident, not because of his own power. But no, because he he could talk to it. Remember, she was like, no one's ever, not since At- Atlan has anyone been able to communicate with me. You know what I mean? It made it seem like it was only him and that king. That's why he's the one true king, because he could speak to spit, speak to fish. I still wanted like an injustice moment. What do you mean? Like. You know how Aquaman's final, uh, like his final attack, is that the, in, in injustice? The shark out of the water. The shark out of the water. Oh yeah, from the comic. Yeah, that's from Justice League comic. And injustice. Oh yeah, I mean I want that too. That's why I wanted them to do Justice no, League. But there was none of, but there was none of that. They missed an opportunity with Justice League. <laughs> even in even in this movie, there was none of that. Well, I mean the the original moment is uh, him killing a parademon like that. So they could have recreated it or something in a different way for Aquaman. But the real, it really should have been in Justice League. But yeah, they didn't do it. No, but at least they at least showcase his powers in this movie, but not but not not a whole lot. Like I wanted more eh. of what makes like for it to be an Aquaman movie. There was there was just for the most part there was just him swimming and breathing underwater. But there was none of the Aquamany powers in this. Like a lot of the controlling, you know, the the whole joke about Aquaman. Oh, he talks to fish. There wasn't a whole lot of that. Um, 
Same, same with Mera. There wasn't a whole lot of Mera. Like, like it was a badass moment in, Mera, in, the, in the comics where Mera like literally takes the water out of somebody's body and like almost makes them choke. And, oh. and she basically said, like, she's like, "Don't fuck with me." Like, yeah. more, more or less. And there was really, there really wasn't any of that. Yeah, I can see that. Did you, did you second time watching? Oh, I guess you didn't watch. That I time. didn't watch it a second time. Did you catch who Louie Lin was? Louie Lin? No. The Black Ranger. He was the. He has like one scene. Where he's like the henchman that talks to uh, fucking what's his name to Orm, in the in the throne room, he looks kind of like he's got like dark eyeshadow under his. Eye. He, he doesn't look anything like Ludi Lin, and he's also the one um, that chased with Black Manta. The remember the the guy in the red armor that beat Aquaman's ass that first time. Vaguely, and then he's also the one um, in that chase scene with Black Manta that uh, she breaks his visor. And then he has to put his head in the toilet. Uh huh. That's him. That's Lulu then. Yeah. Did that to the Black Ranger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even look like a Black Ranger though. He put so much makeup on him. You, you just brought up something that made me that kind of annoyed me about the movie. What? Only because it's the stuff I think about. But why was it that pretty much for the most part of the movie, everybody except for Black Manta and his father. But like all the actors of color in this movie were all fucking secret sea monsters, CGI sea monsters. <laughs> like you had, you had uh, what's his name? Who? I can't think of Dijon his name. Hansu. Dijon Hansu playing the fucking fish man that ends up getting killed. <laughs> like murder in cold blood. Yeah, he he, and again. That's another thing. Is like which is a root for like Dolph Lundgren's the, character. The, He's the, a bastard too. But like the crab, the crab, the crab people, the crab monsters. Yeah. That guy sounded like he had a Hispanic accent. <laughs> and it's like, why are all the fish like why are all the the people of color in this movie fucking crab or sea monsters? <laughs> but yet you got all the Atlanteans. They're all like white, normal looking humans. <laughs> you're you're laughing like you're a white person. <laughs> like I'm laughing because you're right. But it's like there's no. You know how you know how it is, bro. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> That's how like, they do us, man. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, that's something I noticed immediately sitting in the theater. I was like, for real. Why do they gotta keep doing this? Where's the black Atlanteans? <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna get that. You're not gonna get your Calder arm, dude. Sorry to tell you. Probably not. <laughs> not gonna get Calder. Though it would be amazing if we did. Or if we do get an Aquaman, they're gonna do the comic book version, which I don't like. I don't like the comic book version of him where he's not. He's not connected to Atlantis at all. He's just somebody that got experimented on. So now he has water powers, but he's not Atlantean. Wait, that's the new comic Calderon? Stupid. That wasn't the original Calderon. Well, that's the that is the original, the Jackson Hyde version. Wait, Jackson Hyde was experimented on? Jackson, I thought he was half Atlantean. No, he he was his just, father made him Black Manta. He was experimented on in like an Atlantean like science tunnel or whatever the fuck it is. Like there's a call, there's a Calder that they had in the comics, yes. but then there's also a Jackson Hyde that they had in the yes. comics who took the place of Calder once everything got like Wait, they meant the other way around. Because Jackson Hyde came first. Yeah, so you mean Calder Om took Jackson Hyde's place. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Calder took Calder took uh, Jackson Hyde's place, and then New Fifty Two they brought Jackson Hyde back, and yeah, he's not Atlantean. He's just he was just a guy that got. Exp- experimented on in like birth or whatever oh, so now he has whack. he has fish powers and water powers fucking whack. but he's not connected to atlantis at all and he's black manta's son i don't like that i don't like that either oh here's a switching gears moment like a uh, thing though um so i'm hoping they, i'm me. hoping they don't do that and in, in like if they ent- end up introducing calder or jackson hyde 
whatever in the future, like he's actually connected to like maybe Black Black Manta falls in love with an Atlantean or whatever. Fuck. I don't see that happening now. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, trailers lie, bro. Because I was super hyped about this trailer based on this movie based on the trailer. People were like, "Yo, man, DC just cuts really good trailers. Don't don't believe the hype." I did. And they were right. <laughs> definitely. The trailer definitely made it seem a lot more epic than it was. But to that being said, though, it still was. It was still good. Like it wasn't like it was a bad movie. Yeah, it was. I think it was like I said, it was fun. Yeah, it's good for a DC movie. That's a sad <laughs> qualifier, but it's actually it's it's real. That's a real thing. <laughs> it's definitely a real thing. I'm trying to think. Was there anything else that we wanted to talk about? I mean, the trench looked cool. The CG on them looked good. Yeah, the trench looked very cool. Yeah. Damn. I was excited to talk about this, but now I'm like, there's not that much to talk about. Because nothing really blew me away. The coolest thing I thought was the scene you see in the trailer where fucking um, the Godzilla thinks about the ground. <laughs> oh, he's riding Godzilla. The Kraken. Yeah, the Kraken. That's kind of cool. His relationship with Voldo, Volko, Green Goblin. That was all right. Yeah, yeah. Going back to the, the, the uh, Justice League reference. So this movie definitely takes place after Justice League. In the timeline. Yeah, because they, they talk about Steppenwolf. You, yeah. you defeated Steppenwolf and saved Atlantis. That had nothing to do with Atlantis. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. The humor, it's MCU-esque, but like it doesn't, nothing about it made me like, ha ha, you should have peed on it. Ah! <laughs> Hilarious. I could have peed on it. Yeah. <laughs> Guffaw. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Aquaman. Yeah. It was fun. That's it. Anything else you want to talk about? No. <laughs> I'm trying real hard to think about something. I'm like, it was nothing that was really badass other than that. Cool chase scene. Where they're running across rooftops. But we saw all of that in the trailer. <laughs> Those assholes. It's fucking trailers, man. <laughs> Showing us all the good shit. All right, so let's get in the Titans season finale. This week's episode was titled Dick Grayson. Chase, what's up? What are you doing here? Batman. He's in trouble. Gotham's gotten worse. Commissioner Gordon's dead. Batman is going to kill the Joker. You need to come back to Gotham and convince him not to do it. Bruce Wayne's not my responsibility. But he saved you, Dick. What if you're the last person on Earth who can save him? He lost his conscience. He never had a conscience. He's the only hero that Gotham has left. If he goes bad, the city goes down. Bruce! Wait! Bruce. Stay. We're coming after you. Batman. He chose to embrace his darkness rather than deny it. This is what you've always wanted me to give in to the darkness, to become you. I'm a murderer. Let's end this. And fuck you, Michael. You called it. And I'm mad that you called it. Dream episode. Yeah, I did. The, you know what it reminded me of? Remember that episode in the original animated series with uh, Batgirl having that scarecrow incited dream? Where she gets hit with like the scarecrow toxin. No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Fuck it. Oh, what's it called? Um, 
No, I don't. Yes, you do. Yes, okay. you do. I love how you know how, know my mind better than me. You got to know, man. It's like one of the best episodes of the original Batman animated series. The episode, I didn't see every episode of Batman It's animated. one of the best. The episode with the uh, spoilers for Batman animated series, which is, if you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck is wrong with you? Which is me. <laughs> you haven't seen, What? Yes, you have. You've seen this. <laughs> I didn't see this episode. I don't know what you're talking about. When Bane kills Batman, and then she wakes up from I a dream. I didn't see it. What? I just told where, you. Where, how many times do I have the to episode say? starts with the Batcave being broken into by the <laughs> has, by the police? He has to tell me. I just said I didn't see it. And I was just like, that's your dad. <laughs> that's impossible. It's literally the best episode of Batman the anime series. I didn't see it. It opens with Batman. <laughs> I'm gonna keep describing it until you say you've seen it. Okay, I've seen it, Jordan. No, I didn't. Okay, so really, the, with the, it begins with Batgirl falling into I didn't see it. Car. I didn't see it. <laughs> God, who am I talking to? You don't know about Transformers. You don't know nothing about Batman the Animated Series. I know, I know a lot about Batman the Animated Series, but I just said I didn't see every episode. This is like top three episodes, dude. It's crazy. Well, you it's one of the it. three I didn't see. Oh, man, I'm trying to remember what the name of the episode is so you can watch it because that's crazy. You don't, you didn't see this episode. But yeah, okay. The premise of the episode, just to give you some backstory for those out there that don't know what I'm talking about, which is crazy. There's an episode of Batman the Animated Series where it opens like a normal episode. But it's it's as if Batgirl dies. Like it, it starts with them chasing down Scarecrow, and then Scarecrow pushes Batgirl off a building. And unlike in normal Batman fashion, where Batman would catch her before she falls, she actually hits the the police car of James Gordon and Bullock, the, his his partner. And he amasses Batgirl, realizes Batgirl is actually his daughter. He puts two and two together, realizes that Batgirl, you know, she's friends with Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's Batman. He calls up Bruce, goes, "Yo, bro, I know you're Batman." run them cheeks he's like what Gore, you can do me like that he's like yeah bruh kill my daughter son and then he rides in the bat cave and the episode opens that uh, that's what makes it go crazy if you were a kid in the 90s put yourself in the, the mind of a kid in the 90s watching batman the animated series last week they're fighting the condiment king this week's episode starts with james gordon is leading the police into the bat cave and they're, sh- they're, they're they're shooting at batman and robin who are trying to escape in the batmobile from James Gordon and the cops. It's crazy. And then they backtrack to what happened with the backstory with Scarecrow and all that stuff. Ultimately, what happens by the end of the episode is uh, James Gordon uh, hires Bane as an assassin to kill Batman. Because James Gordon became, basically becomes like the ultimate villain to Batman. He's like, he killed my daughter. Oh, I'm not going to stop him. Batman's dead. Uh, Bane and Batman end up almost killing each other. And the three of them, including James Gordon, falls off a building in a fight. And then it, it like it, it smash cuts to Barbara Gordon waking up from the like a the the Batcave table and being like, oh my god, what happened? And they explain to her, you got hit with the Scarecrow's toxin, and she was just having a crazy fever dream that didn't actually happen. But the entire episode, you think it's a real thing, and this is kind of what this episode was. But instead of it being Barbara Gordon, nah, I knew from the jump it wasn't a real thing. Oh well, yeah, and this, but here's the thing: the the '90s show, they didn't give you any hints. Until the end of the episode when they reveal that it's actually all it's a dream. And if, you, if you're if you a really smart kid, you put it together that because they were chasing Scarecrow in the, in the flashback. Like, oh, maybe that was real, but then everything else was fake. No, there was no hints. And this, after the last week's episode of Dick walking into the evil Trigon Raven magic house. And this, this week's episode opens with him just living an amazing life with, with uh, Dove. And it's like it's like an Elseworld story out of nowhere. I'm like, well, clearly this is a fucking uh, a dream sequence or something or an illusion. So there was no 
unlike in that other episode, there's no suspense. <laughs> like I said, didn't I say, didn't I say that last week? I was like, it's got to be a dream sequence. There's no but way. Not the whole episode. Now we're gonna make it clear as day that it's not a real like you know it's not the reality. But no, like they just act as if it's the it's reality when every like, you're watching it. Like no, this is not real. None of this is real. So what the fuck? What am I watching this for? And then even that's the- how I felt. I was like, this is a cool episode in and of us like a, a, a epi- just an episode before a season finale. It's that, terrible. There was no build up to this. It was terrible. Yeah, and even how it ended, I'm like, that explanation's weak. What the fuck is going on? Right? I didn't. Did you yeah. understand what really was happening at the end? No. Exactly. Oh, thank God. I was like, this is this is not a finale. And I'm like. So, yeah, we're not getting Titans for like another year. And this is how it ends. And you saw the post credit scene? I did. That got me That got me a little. But what the fuck does that have to do with anything? It, it has nothing to do with nothing. But that got me a little excited, though. Like this, but this is like fan film shit where it's like, you know, our story isn't going, isn't going anywhere in a solid direction. But we've got things that you know. Nostalgia. And it's yeah. like. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, but this is nothing to do with anything. It got me a little excited just to be like, oh, shit. I didn't know they were doing that. But. What does that have to do with this story? What does that have to do with Trigon? That's very random. Nothing. Because now that makes it seem like Trigon's not going to be the focus, and this is going to be the focus. But what about this? You haven't dealt with this over here. I feel like Trigon was too much to set up anyway. I think this is proof of that. Because like, like, where, what does have? Where was? Where is this going? But I'm still excited to see who it is. Yeah, I am too. I want to know who's playing that character. Yeah, me too. And you see that body? I knew you were going to say something about that. <laughs> um. But yeah, the the whole episode is basically you're following Dick Grayson in this you know this fantasy world. It's like every once in a while, it sh- even shimmers. So it's like, well, if you didn't already know, if we smack you over the head, this is not the real world. Every once in a while, the reality will shift, so you can so you know for sure it's not the real world. But it's like you know, it's a fake rea- future world where Dick Grayson is not Batman or not Robin anymore, and then Robin's been basically Barbara Gordon where he's paralyzed like Oracle was and he comes to him like hey man Joker killed Jim Gordon but they mentioned Batman. they mentioned there is a Batgirl in this world yeah like Barbara's missing yeah well but we don't know like in this world she's missing but is that the case in the real world or is that just like this weird reality well, I, don't know about the, I don't know about the real world I'm just saying it, but they more or less confirm that she exists in this world I mean also confirmed there's a Superman like hard well, I mean obviously they confirmed that last with Don, Donna Troy where they talked about the Justice League did they say Superman though? They didn't say Superman, but I mean, oh. you think Justice League. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm saying he he hard was like hey, even Superman said he's different. I was like, oh shit, all right, Superman, cool. But the whole episode is basically, I don't even know what the point of the illusions were really to have him accept his darkness by killing in his mind. Which if he kills Batman, that's the ultimate betrayal of his his ethics or something, and that makes him evil. Because the whole episode, it's like. The different players are all illusions are trying to navigate Dick Grayson to confronting Batman because there's a lot of points where he's gonna leave. Like he's gonna, he's gonna go back to L.A. or whatever because he visits. He lives in L.A. He went to Gotham because of all the things that uh, Jason Tower was telling him. But there's a lot of times where he's like, "I'm gonna leave. Like I don't wanna. I don't wanna do this. Like he's too far gone. I'm not gonna even get involved with this." But then every time he had that like moment of, "I'm gonna just walk away." Something would shift. There was a shimmer. Yeah, and it would like they would create another reason why no, you need to handle Batman. You need to go handle Batman. So then ultimately, what ends up happening is he like once they go so far that they not only have Batman kill the Joker, but then they have him killing cops, and killing he, cops. He kills all everybody in Arkham Asylum. Yeah, 
So then he ends up telling the cops that he's Bruce Wayne, but he wants to help them go stop Batman. And then there's a task force that all go together to stop Batman, including Starfire. In case you didn't know, we're already talking spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. We're, we're yeah, we're recapping. <laughs> um, so spoilers. I think it's fucking badass that it's Batman. They don't really show him. Batman as no, like a they don't show his face, but they act, but they do show him. Yes, but Batman as like a in the shadows like horror movie monster is fucking epic. Like I I was down for that when it was like, uh, do you guys know what you're gonna get what you're getting into? Yeah, we know who we're chasing down. It's like they have no idea what the fuck they're no. getting into. Although I'm like I don't understand what the fuck is going on with this show and a cheap ass CGI. Which part? Remember the moment where he kills the, he actually kills the Joker. And then they show him jump out the window with the weird frame rate and the terrible oh, CGI. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. They, they use it in weird spots. It's ter- but, it's te- but it's bad. It's it really looks bad. terrible. Like, the only thing that looks good is the Starfire effect where she's blasting people. Yes. And then it doesn't ever do anything. Because even this in this episode, she has the fire blast Batman. He turns around with a big-ass freeze, freeze gun. gun. Mr. Freeze, I guess. And hits her one time and she's dead. I'm like... Yo. And it's fucked up because she actually and had the actually, hair. I was just about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. So all this talk about, remember they talked about, oh, you're going to see the final Starfire. You're going to see her hair or whatever in the season finale or whatever. But it's like. It's real Elseworlds version of her. Did we though? We didn't. See, no, but we didn't see Starfire. It was just. An illusion. An illu- yeah, it was an illusion. And then she didn't look like Starfire. She just had different hair. Sure. But she didn't have like. She was wearing purple, Michael. That's enough. And a suit. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was whatever. I just, I just think that the final battle sequence was cool. So it just makes me go, so, and I hate saying that, so I'm like, so to an extent, all that backlash was justified then, because she doesn't look like... Yes. Oh, that's true. The season's over, and she never once yeah, I was like, so looked she, like Starfire. Yeah, so she doesn't look like the Starfire, because all this talk... Don't worry, guys. She's going to... Yeah. Why by you the end of, By the end of the season, she's going to be the Starfire, you all know. And then the interview, interviews with Anna Diop saying, yeah, I saw my final costume. And it's like, but where was that? You were wearing like a detective outfit. Yeah. My God, your hair stop lo- fucking lying. Yeah, your hair looked better, but because it was down, <laughs> you still looked. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, and and that's not and great. Well, I would say some of the backlash is justified because all the nigger. No, she, of course, she, racism. She's, never she's ugly. And it's like no, Anna Diop is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Like it's nothing about like I'm not saying she's ugly, but she's still not. I even think. Her as an actress, she could do the Starfire personality. Because like when she was talking this episode to Dick, oh no, she's a good actress. There are moments I close my eyes, I'm like, I can hear this cadence being Starfire, but it's like the character that she is isn't Starfire. So it's like I just wish they changed her personality a little bit, and then you'd be Starfire. Agreed. But uh, I, I think part of the problem is like they want everything to be so dark that every single fucking character has to be dark. And it's like, that doesn't work for every character. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, Marvel has the same issue with the Netflix shows. Like they make daredevil dark. They make Luke Cage dark. They make Jessica Jones dark. Then they want to make iron fist dark. And it's like, that's not iron fist character. Okay. Um, gross that beast boy and Starfire. I mean, beast boy and Raven were they together. And that, that, that's that little that Skype look, session? That's, that's that look like. They would they oh, we're in college now. And it's like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, they're just they're pretending they're the same age. All you did was they put you, you just put makeup on her. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, she's still 14. This is this is pedophilia. Uh, this is getting pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, and, and funny, like, I keep getting people because I made a message to it on uh 
about it on Facebook and people were like, oh, I think I brought this up already. People was like, yeah, you need to calm down or whatever. It's not that bad. It's not like they actually did anything on camera or interview with interview, interview with the vampire was worse. And it's like, oh, this worse shit. It's like Goblin Slayer. Oh, the, the Berserk is worse, Jordan. It's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> okay, I get it. All right. You're and right. I mean, and I'm like, there's something worse, so that means this is okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but even like the Goblin Slayer thing, because I'm like, it's anime, though. So I'm like, even with that argument, it's like, whatever, because it's cartoons. But this, but no, it's this no, is not the same thing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the dismissiveness. This is real people. No, but it's the dismissiveness with the comparison. Like, because one thing is worse does not make the other thing okay you know what i mean yes the other thing is worse but is this okay no it's still fucked up <laughs> it's weird it's weird that's all because people are just like, oh, like goblin slayer yeah people people are just like you need to get over it or whatever and it's like i have way too many people okay with pedophilia on my facebook because <laughs> it's like it's not okay uh... and i get maybe obviously i'm pretty sure going back to what you said i'm pretty sure because Raven was more than likely cast. Well, not more than likely. Raven was cast first. And they probably couldn't find an actor for what they wanted to look for at the same age as her. Yeah. So like they he's Asian? Up, so they they look up, young. Yeah, they ended up doing Ryan Potter. Yeah. But it's like... Asian people look young, bro. It's, it's okay. It's all good. But... She's still 14. She's still, he's still a whole decade older than her. Well, all right. So, but for this episode, though, by the end. Granted, we never seen them actually kiss or anything like that, but they're yet. still alluding to yet. it. They're, they're, they're playing that, they're tiptoeing around that fence. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, granted, they might, they might pull like a I Dream a Genie thing where, you know, you didn't see Major Nelson and, and Genie get together until like the fifth season. So even, even though, <laughs> yeah, even though they like but teased at the fact that they have sexual chemistry and all that other stuff, but they didn't actually get together until season five, they might end up doing that. They're teasing this chemistry between them, but they're going to wait. If the show ends up being around, they're going to wait four years until she's actually 18 Weird. <laughs> to put them together. Anyway, but for this episode, besides that, the, the ending. So he kills Batman in his dream. And I guess that was the point because it makes him accept the darkness in his heart, according to Trigon. And now he's part of their family. So what does that mean? He's brainwashed. Well, you saw the black eyes. Yeah. So, so he's, he's like he's brainwashed now. Is that what we're understanding? He's he's Dick gone. He's, he's Dick gone. Yeah, Dick gone. Dick gone. Like Dick gone. <laughs> from, oh, like from, from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> All these Game of Thrones references because you're watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, okay, but this is where the the whole season's been leading. Him accepting the darkness in his heart. By killing Batman and then becoming a brainwashed slave to Trigon? That's where we're going with this? I mean, the whole thing was about him shedding Batman. Oh. Now he shed Batman to evil. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I, you know what I'm saying, though? Like, I feel like thematically this doesn't... Like, for it to end here, it was just like, what? This is not where we've been building to. I feel like this, where they where like, I can see. I can see if maybe end. this was like just an episode. It ended... And maybe, maybe this was the maybe, episode maybe, before like, the last like, episode. Like, or maybe this is like the, the winter break or whatever. The winter yes. finale, the winter break finale, and then we're going to pick up. But it's like, no, this was the season finale. Oh, so it is. I was about to say, is this the winter finale or no, the season finale? This is the season finale. Oh, so then, yeah, that's a really weird spot to end. This would be the episode before the last episode. Because again, even the build up to getting the Trigon was just like, Not oh, even. by the way. I don't even think this should be the episode before the last Because I'm like, I feel like there's way more. Trigon! Yeah. And it's like, oh, by the way, Trigon's here. We just revived him. What? What, what are you going to do now? I don't know. Put Dick in some kind of trance. I don't, I don't fucking know. Anyway, also, spoilers. 
Superboy's here. What? <laughs> yeah, no, he's here now. So. With, with, with crypto. Yeah, with crypto. And I'm like, wait. Cool? Is, is that crypto or is that a crypto clone? Because it's Cadmus. Yeah, but they probably changed it to explain why the fuck there'd be a dog Kryptonian. It's fucking dumb. So they just Because crypto's not a clone. Yeah, but crypto actually came from Krypton. Which is fucking dumb. There's a dog. There's a there's a species of dog on Krypton. I mean, Kryptonians look human, so why wouldn't they have Which a dog? Which is also dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so at least it's not two dumb coincidences. I'm like, so why wouldn't they have a dog? Because <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> Especially if you're going by like dark. And then he looks like an actual, not a, not a, he looks like an actual dog. Yeah. Our dog. Like, not, not like a, like there's, a nothing, there's nothing weird about his species. Like if you're going by Zack Snyder's Man of Steel Superman verse. Remember, remember that Krypton with dragonfly dragons and shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a dog. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, all these like, crazy, like, alien monsters. And it's like, oh, we also have dogs. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I like this explanation better if they're going to go that route. I, fi- I-, I assume it's more like they're, they're substituting in crypto-, crypto for Wolfie. That was in Young Justice. Remember? The wolf? Yeah. yeah. Was it Wolfie or Wolf? I think Wolfie. They- Wolfie. Yeah, which I'm fine with. I just thought it was fucking but random. Young, but part of me, but I'm like, y'all can barely afford fucking Beast Boy effects. Why are you adding another animal? Because clearly, if you're well, gonna laser add, beams are definitely easier than. But he, but but crypto has all the powers of Superman, so he can fly and all that other. You could barely no. show Donna Choi jumping off a no. fucking jumping up a truck. No. So now you're introducing a Superman like no. character. You don't think they're gonna be like, oh, he can't fly though? It's crazy. I mean, I guess like Superboy and Young Justice, he can't fly yet. Yeah, they definitely can do that. They're at not least, be like, at least yet, he can fly, but he can't fly yet. In Young Justice, they made it seem like he can't fly at all because of his how his DNA works, which I'm fine with. Anything, I, I'm never a well, fan of those like I, clone characters. Like if if you're gonna be like a character, be similar but not 100 percent the same. So I like the fact that because I know in the comics he can fly. Yeah, yeah, in the comics he can fly, but I like the fact that he can't. He can only jump in in Young Justice. It separates him from Superman. Just like with the, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say something else. I'm like, I don't remember. Something about Flash. Flash is kind of the same way. Like he's his quirk in Young Justice is he has to eat things. You know what I mean? Well, like, that's 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 technically how the Flash is. Like he has to always eat because that's how his because his metabolism is so fast. He yeah, burns, remember how he had he burns like, through calories. I mean, even in the but he had like a Pez dispenser. Even in the show, even in the show, he had like they don't really lean into it as much. But remember, they uh, Caitlin made that little calorie that uh, that bar for him to eat that yeah, had yeah, a lot yeah. of calories in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To sustain his uh, energy. But they didn't really do that. They don't really do that that much in later seasons. They don't no, want to no. talk about it. But, but in but. Young Justice, they make it seem like that was a thing that. He had to do specifically because his powers weren't exactly the same as Barry's. So he had that little Pez dispenser thing that he would carry around and like eat snacks. Just some, just something that sets you apart a little bit from whatever it is, you know, your your main hero is. So I like the fact that he can't fly. And I think seeing a dog fly around would be fucking dumb. So I hope he just runs <laughs> fast or something. Even that would be dumb. But you know, whatever. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I'm not even excited by that though, because I was just like, this is random. Cool, Superboy. What does that have to do with anything? I feel the same way, but I still <laughs> it still made me a little excited. I was uh, like, Superboy, yeah. Plebe. They show got me, you. Show me that super dick. Like, oh, wow. Okay, they definitely got you. <laughs> I was like, that body girl. 
But the episode itself, I thought was interesting, like you said. Like, That's what I said. It was interesting for an episode, uh, like a standalone episode, but for what it represented and the fact that this was a season finale. I just also wish they... they I would give it a poor... This whole thing a poor vision. You give it a poor vision? Yes. Whoa. Yes. That is... Wow. Like, wow. <laughs> I wasn't going that low. No, it was a poor vision. Wow. Based purely on the fact that it, because it's a season finale... Right, like what did what did this episode accomplish for yeah. the show okay. going forward? All right, yeah, and I also will say that even though it was an entertaining episode, because I have something to compare it to directly, like I just explained, you didn't watch the that that episode of Batman '90s cartoon or whatever, but it's a better version of this because I think holding that card holds a lot of suspense. Like if you don't reveal to the audience that what you're watching is fake, like imagine if we watched the exact same episode almost. Like, let's say instead of it starting with him, like, in, in a pool, like, with a best life ever, like, that fucking music. <laughs> like, what if it just started with him yeah, walking to the... Like, the episode started, like, guess what, guys? This is definitely a dream. Yeah, it's like, everything's amazing. Isn't it crazy? Like, what if it started with them wrapping up last week's episode, where he walks in, he... Let's say he kills Trigon. Like, he... One-on-one has a fight with Trigon, he kills him, and then the next scene after that, everybody's cool, is um, Jason Todd comes in, and he's paralyzed. Like, yo, I got fucking shot by the Joker, and uh, Batman... Uh, and Joker killed James, Gor- James Gordon, and now Batman's gonna kill him. We need your help. And it's like, fuck, I just got finished doing this Trigon thing. All right, I'm gonna come help you. Like, you know what I mean? If they made it seem like it wasn't just a dream sequence, that it was actually a continuation of the story, but then at the end, they pulled the rug out from under. After, after the point where he kills Batman, and you're like, oh shit, he actually killed Batman. Then they pull the rug out from underneath you and go, no, actually, this is all a dream. That would have way more of an impact. The, the entire time, them telling you it's a dream. It's a dream, though. I mean, yes, Remember it's a dream. And, yes, Remember it's and, a dream. but still, no, because at the end of the day, definitely yes. Again, it'll go back to my point. What did this? What did this accomplish? What but, was the point of this? But episode? then, at least the journey was exciting and exhilarating. That's that's and that's why people remember that '90s episode. You don't. You didn't watch it, but but that's like one of the top episodes because remember, put yourself in the mind of a kid at the time. You thought that shit was real. You thought. Well, yeah, but that's really then. Died. I'm not a kid now, so no, I'm no, like, but if I see here. it, if I see it now, I'll be like, again. What no, but even f- here, if they kill Batman, you'd be like, did they really kill fucking Batman in this series? But then, then they go, no, not really. They're like, oh, you got me. Fuck, you remember that? Just like here's, I hate this movie series. Don't fucking at me, bro. But Twilight, <laughs> Breaking Dawn Part Two. I, I didn't see a, any of the Twilight movies, so the fact that you can, you. the fact that you can make a Twilight reference, I am leaving this podcast <laughs> next year when the fucking 2019 comes around. You will not hear my voice anymore on this podcast. How dare you have a Twilight reference on this podcast? Twinkling Vampires is fucking cool. No, shut up. Who are you right now? You watch those movies? I watched them all. What is going on? I watched. Okay, there's a reason. <laughs> no, I, didn't explain I don't want to hear any reason. <laughs> Unless you were fucking somebody in the theater, didn't realize what theater Whoa. you were. In. You didn't realize what theater you were in, and you just happened to be sitting in a Twilight movie because you just no. wanted to find somewhere to fuck. No, and it just happened to be Twilight. <laughs> I, I, there's no excuse. Wow. I had an ex-girlfriend that used to love the Twilight series, so I ended up watching. Tell her to go by herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that works. <laughs> in reality, that no, does, that does work. But I also I have. 
Twilight to thank for me getting to the gym. Like literally one of my first inspirations for going to the gym was seeing her her and every girl's reaction to Jacob being shirtless in the second Twilight movie. I was like, are that, you serious? That's the only thing I know from Twilight. Well, there when you they go. Show, when I saw the pictures of uh, oh, Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Lautner, Lautner yeah. and how he bulked up for the yeah, I was like, everybody, oh, everybody loves Taylor Lautner. I was like, I got to get me some of that. I want that love. Yeah. <laughs> so I will work out. I'm like, Taylor Lautner. How does your dick taste? What the <laughs> fuck? Anyway, because <laughs> you looking, I'm. A, I was team. I don't know nothing about Twilight, but I was team. Right, I was definitely team Edward. All right, put your tongue. What's his name? Jacob. Jacob. Whatever the fuck his name is. Put your tongue back in your head, man. Calm down. I'm like, <laughs> All right. Well, flash forward to the the final movie, Twilight. I think it was called Breaking Dawn Part Two. There's a moment at the very. Shut up. Just let me. Let me just I, tell I'm us. giving you the side of side. Yeah. Eyes let right me just now. finish this anecdote. <laughs> Because it's the same exact thing. And this is the one time in all of Twilight, I was like, oh my God, this movie actually just got fucking good. And so you, I, I thought you of all people would know what the fuck I'm talking about. But at the very end. Why of- would I watch Twilight? I like vampires, not fucking sparkly fairies. <laughs> Stereotypes, I would have assumed. So I'm sorry. <laughs> but in the, the final part of Twilight Breaking Down Part 10, you're recording me, you bitch. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I have to, I yeah. Have to document yeah, this. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> there's a moment where the, the, there's a big giant final battle. And the main character runs at the main villain. Not the main character, but like the, the, the main mentor figure runs at the main villain. And and they're you know like classic anime exchange where they cross paths and one like stops like you know, like a samurai style. They they stop on the other sides of each other. Uh-huh. Like that. The mentor character, who's in all these movies, he's basically like the Dumbledore of Twilight, his head falls off. And it's like, yo, this has got fucking real. And then what ensues is a probably the most bloody the highest mortality rated kind of battle in all of the entire twilight series think harry potter the final battle in harry potter if like ron died fucking hermione was bleeding out like it was like the worst case scenario but like it just it just all hell broke loose that kind of thing but what they do is after as the battle is wrapping up they do like a like a bullshit, like uh, one of the vampire chick's powers is to see the future. So then they, they do like a pan out and they reveal that the entire battle you just watched took place in her eye. So she saw a possible future scenario of what could have happened if the fight had transpired the way it was gonna. Then some bullshit happens where they find peace. You know, bullshit. Basically, they, they take back everything they did. But that moment is like seared into the memories of all the people that love twilight you disgust me right now (laughs) listen to the point i'm making the point is when you set up a final battle or you set up anything and you don't play the card that this is all fake you play it straight as if this is actually what's happening in the story and you make it dark as fuck especially people remember that because it was like there's that moments before the reveal of yo they really went there. And you hold that card, you hold it, and then when they finally go, all right, this is what the reality is, you go, ah, just joking, this is actually this. And you go, oh, fuck you, you got me. But because this episode didn't do that, I feel like you're sitting there just waiting for it to be over because you know it's not real. But that kind of story only works if you don't play that hand. See what I'm saying? Yeah. This analogy works better if you actually saw what I'm talking about. Have you seen Twilight? I refuse. I refuse. I swear to you, I hate that series. That is the only dope sequence in the entire franchise. I should, it's amazing. 
And I was mad when he revealed it was all fake. I was like, you took back the best part of your whole damn show. I, I saw like a half an hour of the end because I happened to turn my TV on and it was on HBO. And not even a half an hour. It was like the last half hour of the, the final of the, of movie the fi- of the first movie of oh, the first movie. Yeah. And I didn't watch the whole thing, but I looked at some of it. I was like, it's trash. This sucks. It's really bad. Dude. <laughs> so I changed the channel. I was like, what? How, how did this make so much money? Because girls like to pretend they're Bella. That's really it. <laughs> Trust me, I was there. I don't love Twilight. I was sitting there like, I, this is terrible. This is so fucking bad. You fucking loved it. <laughs> I, I love that one moment. That was a badass you, fucking scene. You loved scene. it because it wasn't too black. It wasn't too black. That's why you saw it. What does that have to do with it? But anything? meanwhile, if it was a black Twilight, you'd have been like, eh, I'm not going to go see that. If my girlfriend at the time forced me to go, I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> She's like, we're going to see Twilight. You're going to love it. Jacob's super hot. She was white. <laughs> if you could tell by that voice. <laughs> Jake, Jacob is hot, though. Well, maybe not so much now. I've, I, I haven't seen him in anything. He's definitely gotten older. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything since he hasn't, then. He hasn't, he hasn't really been in anything. Yeah. Once, you, once you're Jacob in Twilight, you can't really be anything else. Well, no, he, he, he did one movie where it was like, uh, John Singleton directed it, and he was like the action lead in that movie. Wait, I've seen that. No, I, mean, I haven't seen it, but I've seen like the can't trailer think of the for na- I can't think of the name of it. Did but, anyone see that movie? But the movie, the movie flopped. Exactly. And that pretty much derailed his, like that fucked up his career with, after that. Like he Aww. hasn't really, he hasn't really done anything since then. Cause people thought after Twilight, cause he know, cause you know, he knows martial arts. He does. So you would see those videos of him doing like the martial art. I didn't uh, know that. Uh, let me pull it up. But there was videos of him doing like martial arts and stuff like that. So they thought he would be the next action, young action star. And so that movie he did with John Singleton because it didn't just flop. It flopped. Well, his acting isn't that great. So I don't, I'm not surprised by that. But hey, whatever. So what would you rate this episode of Titans? Oh, wait. You already I said, said I just said poor vision. poor vision. Yeah. So I don't know if I would give it a poor vision, though. I'd give it less than passable. Because at least it. All right. I would with that you we went really low I'm, I'm thinking about it i'm like here's a video of him doing martial arts oh he's like a little baby boy so you guys i'm showing jordan taylor lautner doing martial arts this is before he even got buff yeah this is before he got buff this is like right after shark boy <laughs> before or after shark boy before jacob oh he's so cute <laughs> this is definitely Shark Boy time. He looks like Shark Boy. I don't even think I've seen. <laughs> My name's Taylor Lautner. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen that Shark Boy. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. It's terrible. I saw Spy Kids. It's, That's not the same thing. It's not. It's more terrible. Yo, he is so feeling himself. <laughs> you see his little like little Vegeta stance he's got. Uh, what is this, Cobra Kai? Like the fuck? He could have been the. He looks like the. He looks like the kid from Cobra Kai. Oh, he does look like the kid from Cobra Kai. A little Except bit. he's older now. Bro, chill the fuck out, Shark Boy. He's like. <laughs> okay, all right, I'm good. <laughs> I, I get the gist. Um, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give this episode. Oh, Titan. here it is. Here we go. I was waiting for something to happen. Okay, well, let's turn off, but it don't matter. Damn, he's good. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's going off of that staff. He didn't teach me how to do that shit for Blue Ranger. I was going to say, he could have been in your Power Rangers movie. Word. 
Let me call him up. Maybe he's not doing nothing. <laughs> he's not. He's not doing anything. Hey, bro, you be Jason in a fan film? <laughs> Meanwhile, your other Jason. <laughs> well, he's Rocky, so it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give this episode of Titans a passable though. I don't. I didn't hate it as much as you apparently did. I, I, I for, for an episode, it was good. But, be, was, but for what it represented, it's what, what was the point? I think it could have been so much better. And I agree with everything you said about for finale being terrible and for what it did for the series, it did nothing. But that being said, I still enjoyed watching the episode, you know, in a vacuum. So I give it passable. But I, I do still think that the Batman animated series in the 90s did this episode much better. So I can't even give it points for originality. So Titans is right up and down this season, clearly, to go from Hawk and like one of the best episodes and the last two episodes are like kind of meh. It's a very, I mean, it's a very overall, uneven season. Overall, I enjoyed the season, though. Overall, I'll probably give it a low more than passable, the season itself. See, I'd probably give the whole season a high passable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the quote from this episode. Yeah. 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 All right, well, let's get news of the week. Michael News. Wait, what are we? Actually. What are we missing? Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail First email comes from John Rainey Tired of the MCU I'm kind of getting tired of the MCU and Blasphemy! And wondered if you guys felt the same I'm not tired of the movies But I, uh, but I say ever since late 2016-ish It seems like everything from Marvel Was based around what's going on in the movies Marvel's comics has had like Five new inf- Infinity events Donald's has been the main villain For like 10 plus series In the past couple of years For someone on that scale I just feel like his character Shouldn't be milked or overused Kind of like Galactus Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 Is based around the movies Even down to the character models Plus it looks cartoonish and seems like it doesn't even hold a candle to ua1 fucking doom stole the olden force in ua1 and now we're back uh and now we're getting the black order downgrade thumbs down there wasn't really a question there so um he's well that was the question he said do we do we feel the same way oh Hmm. yeah okay (laughs) in the beginning (laughs) um i don't (laughs) well he says getting tired of the mcu but i feel like he mostly complained about how it affects other things outside of the MCU. So I I don't I'm not tired of the MCU, but I could see where he's coming from with feeling like the movies dictate how the comics are made. Yeah, but and that's all that stuff. that's see, always been that way. That's always always been that way. Granted, I'm not I've never and I've never been a fan of that, but yeah, like truth of the matter is comics don't sell that well and with every passing year they sell less and less. Like the and best the movies- selling comics get like 100,000 sales. At the best. Like the maximum they get is 100,000 units or something like that sold. Yeah. Movies, millions. Sometimes billions. And even 100,000 is not that. Like you think about the first issue of Superman and all that stuff. Like those sold millions. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Back, comics, back in the day. Like hundreds of thousands. That, that's, that would be considered like low tier for the way comics used to sell. But now, yeah, like you said, that's considered great. Yeah. Like the Amazing Spider-Man and and the Detective Comics Batman series, they usually are the ones that are selling like a hundred thousand, yada yada yada. But like you think about all the other comics, they're usually selling like thirty thousand, which to me, like shit, that's great. Like if we had thirty thousand listeners, like thirty thousand downloads, yeah. like fucking awesome. We swimming in it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but like for comic sales, it's like there's nothing. Yeah. 
So you think about the the movie universe. They're trying to get they're trying to get more people to get into comics. So you know the movies the movies are selling. So they're trying to be more in line with the movies to try to get people. But I don't know. I think they do that to this, to their detriment because more than likely the people that are watching the movies aren't going to read the books. So why are you trying to alienate alienate the fans that you do have that are reading your books? I don't think that's the logic. I think the logic is they're trying to get the people that watch the movies to read the comics. That's what that's what I just said. But I'm saying, but more than likely, the people that are re- watching the movies are not going to read the books. So now all you're doing is alienate, alienating the people that are already reading your books. I think it's a gamble they're taking. Like you don't know that. Like the, the, in their minds, probably there's a much bigger pool of people. Yeah, but they've who been doing it. Comics. They've been doing it for long enough that you could that you already know. Statistically speaking, for the most part, you might get like one here and there. But for the most part, the people that are watching your movies are not going to read your books. Oh, for the most part, for sure. These movies, are, numbers, yeah. these movies have been out long enough that you can already tell. There's no real. There's no real correlation. They're trying to just like how I kind of describe the ultimate comics for me and how that was a good jumping on point for me. Cause I could like, I, I knew because the universe was so small and like a spinoff universe, I always knew what the characters were doing. So I, I didn't feel alienated by reading an ultimate comic, but I feel like they're trying to do that now for all the comics rather than just have like that one little slice of the comic book world. So yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Oh my god, I'm like so filled with phlegm. Phlegm? Yeah, phlegm. Or cum. Ew. <laughs> Next email comes from Rory Grace. I've been so long, but I'm out of the darkness. Oh, it's been so long, but I'm out of the darkness. Hey guys, remember me? Finals prep has been slaying me like a goblin, huh? You guys and the group chat have helped me survive, so thank you. No problemo, bro. Michael, the gaming convention was the Game Awards which was barely passable in terms of the actual awards. The game announcements themselves were high passable. Even though I don't watch Slayer, my brother does, and along with listening to you guys talk about it, I'm always caught up. I like the contrast between reincarnated as Slime and Goblin Slayer when it comes to goblins. Goblin Slayer treats them as the most Western myths do, where they're just gritty, horny beasts, while Slime treats them and other monsters in a softer light by showing that they're just trying to survive since they're lower in the food chain. I know Jordan doesn't like reading long emails, so I'll cut this short. Stay near you, my blurdy, and go beyond plus ultra. Oh, that's a that's a pretty good length for an email, bro. Thank you. Um, next email comes from Brandon Damone. He's touched. Good afternoon, my blurs. Awesome podcast as usual. I listen faithfully every week. You guys are so funny together, and I love the jokes. No black lightning commentary. Is it because it's too black now, or is it because you don't like the funk music? Ha ha. I enjoy the endless shade you guys throw at my comments. I love you guys for it. <laughs> uh, but the email is specifically going to Michael. Oh, so this, this is for you. Oh, okay. We're getting we're getting heavy now. This is a switch in tone. Oh, well, what's going on? I, well, it talks about what you mentioned in the oh the hawk and dove thing. Yeah, the hawk and dove thing. I was surprised about that. Nobody's. It was only one. Uh, the only person that said something. I was like, probably people are gonna say something. The only person that said anything about uh, that hit me up was Noir Bear. Really? Yeah, he was the only one. Maybe everyone else tuned out for that part. Everybody else is like, I don't care. Well, he says, Who I, cares about Michael's problems? <laughs> on, let's talk about Goblin Slayer. <laughs> Woo! Goblin Slayer! <laughs> All right, well, uh, Brandon says, I too was molested, and I understand exactly how you felt. Having not only my virginity taken, but my power, my spirit, my self-worth stripped away is a painful thing. It brought me to tears to hear you be strong and talk about it. I could have never done what you did. I admire the courage it took to do this, and because of you, 
I can stand tall and say that it's not okay what happened to neither one of us. I was also very young when it happened to me, and I told my father, and no one listened. I became mute for a period of time. I recently went to therapy for my depression and anxiety, and it made me deal with those things that happened to me, and I realized that I never quite dealt with those issues. Uh, I feel that now I'm better and stronger because of it. We as a community, especially the black community, must do better. It's not okay, ever. Once again, thank you for sharing, and I wish you nothing but love and blessings. Also, on my podcast, I'd love to have you on at some point to talk about Power Rangers Unworthy, Jordan. Oh, that's me. Um, stay nerdy. I feel like he was having a very personal conversation with you, <laughs> and it was just like, hey, oh, by the and way. by the way, hey, Jordan. <laughs> he was talking about Power Rangers. I'm like, yeah, go, go Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, stay nerdy, my blurries, and continue to go beyond plus ultra. His name Brandon? Yeah, Brandon. So, yeah, Brandon, I just wanted to say that the fact that you were able to write that email just goes to show that you you are strong and you you came you came out of it. And so I applaud you for that cuz you know, going through what we went through is not easy and some people aren't able to come out on the end of it. And I'm glad you did go to therapy because that's something that's definitely needed. I didn't go to therapy so to speak like professionally, but my therapy was talking through it with my friends. Mm-hmm. And that was more or less how... As long as you talk about it with somebody. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, truth of the matter is, uh, it, it made me feel better going deep into it because the guy that did it to me ended up, he died. And so that's 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 kind of how, what helped me get through it. He died a while ago. And he ended up, funny enough, he ended, he died he died of HIV. So it's kind of what made me go like help me get get over it cuz it's like he's not he's not there anymore. Mm. Unlike what other people that deal with it, it's like they they're either they're either still alive or they're still around in their life and it's like you can't really do anything about it cuz you don't have any proof the person can't go to jail but like my person died and so it was like I can't can't do anything about it so I I, I just need to move on. Mm. So Surely, I don't even really have nothing to say, but I applaud you for your strength. I also applaud you for your strength, Michael. And I think it's very beautiful how um, you sharing something that's very, very, very emotional and very personal like that can help our listeners. I think that's very important. Um, and funny enough, I, I, my mother still doesn't even know. I haven't told my mother. And yet we're talking yeah. to thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Because like, I, I just because going back to what I said, like I feel like at this point it's no point to bring it up. Because like I said, he's dead. So, so, so why what, you're even wait till one day she's listening to the podcast and she goes, "What?" My mother's, my mother's listening to this, but oh, I'm just like, okay. why even bring it up? Because like, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. Like, it happened. Like, who are you gonna go after? He's dead. Like, so what's the point? That's why I never told her. Not because, you're, you're not because her. I'm ashamed. Like, oh, she'll she'll look at me a certain way. To just be like, why bring up something that I know is gonna affect her in a certain? Like, she's gonna like maybe be upset. She's probably gonna blame herself. It's like, why go through all that when like you can't? Like, he's dead. So it's like, move on. Like, who cares? That's that's why I le- that's why I never told her. Why you and Danny like, says, "Fuck up, y'all! It's disrespectful." You're just like the you're just like the listeners, just like all right, no, no. who cares? I'm like, I'm like, I can't segue from this. There's no like this because <laughs> like the beginning of the next email is literally waza <laughs> from super heavy to waza. <laughs> but yeah, so Danny says, "What's up, y'all? It's disrespectful." I'm back for another review. 
but I have to send it through email because iTunes sucks and let me leave a review. All right, first things first. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Nah, but for reals. Jordan, I know you've probably never seen Disser even together, but it's pronounced desire. What is that? D-S-Y-R? I don't know. <laughs> All right, now on to the actual review. No, I don't... <laughs> I'm confused. Is it a black thing? Is it saying it's too black? Uh. It's like that free smoke thing. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> They're handing out free smoke? What? <laughs> uh, so when I was listening to the most recent episode and I heard that you read my last review, I got so excited and I was super happy that my favorite comic podcasters were actually reading my review. I'm glad that I decided to listen to your podcast and to what y'all had to say about comic shows and movies. Oh, man, this is an old email. This is back December 12th. <laughs> Thank you for your hard work and keep it up. You both bring constant smiles to not only my face, to everyone that listens to your podcast, even if it might be a few hundred people. Uh, also, at Michael, don't know if that's how you spell your name. If it's wrong, that I'm trash. I will listen to a Michael-only podcast because you're a really amazing guy and super funny. Thank you. This review is super long. Except Actually, for that last that last segment. That wasn't very funny. No, no. It's, it's pretty real. <laughs> the review is super long. Hopefully, I can hear it in the next podcast. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. And as always, go beyond plus ultra. Disser Venom out. P.S. Jordan, you aren't trash. I don't think you are anyways. You Thanks. are, but... Thanks. Thanks, Danny. But your one I, opinion I is just irrelevant. I, uh, <laughs> except for the, yeah, part, about, except for the part about me. Yeah, being exactly. Awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. This one is long, though. Actually, you know, now that I think about it, sorry to bring this back, but now that I just talked it through, I think that experience is why it's hard for me to be emotional. Not the hard, but like why I don't cry. Man, this is dark. <laughs> now that I think about it. That's I'm, why you don't cry? Don't tell me that. Never ever time I, I ask you, did you cry? You're like, no. I'd be like, oh. Because <laughs> remember, I told you, I mentioned it before. I pulled a knife like that shit, I didn't want that shit to happen. And like, I, I didn't, ugh, whatever. I'm not going to go. I'm not oh going to go into Guys, it. guys, you're opening up old wounds for Michael. Let Michael die. <laughs> Moving on. on. Let's, talk co- let's talk comic things. On a very special episode of Blur Vision. <laughs> I'm not going to go back into this mental tunnel. Okay, well, this is the whole thing. I'm trying to see if I'm going to read this whole thing. Damn, this is a lot. Um, all right, I'm going to summarize this from Max Gwam. Hey, Jordan and Michael. Firstly, I want to say thanks for the anime recommendations. I haven't started My Academia yet, but I didn't even start Seven Daily Sins. So far, it's pretty good. I'm on episode eight so far. There's one thing I know Melodious is a very big perv sometimes, funny, but other times a bit too far from my opinion. Uh, okay. I have been watching it sub instead of dubbed. When a new character is introduced, I usually change it to dub just to see how it sounds. Um, even though you probably didn't watch Black Lightning I'm still going to say that I thought about it the moment I'm only enjoying Khalil and Jin's parts the rest is kind of meh kind of boring to be honest but I don't know if I will stop fun fact I knew about your podcast through Instagram but only started listening because of Black Lightning oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry I don't know if you remember this but I always forget that Lynn and Jefferson are divorced because they don't act like it at all they're still divorced they haven't oh, gotten back together yet? I, didn't know I guess that. not. There's no there hasn't been like a remarriage. No, anything, there hasn't right? been a remarriage. Hmm. Uh then he mentioned something about video podcasts and he sent us a cool banner of Smiles Morales Spider Man. Very cool, bro. Thank you. Anyways, is it for this week for now. Peace, stay nerdy, my blurdies. Okay. So we disappointed him. Yeah, seriously. The only reason I started listening to Black Lightning is you don't even talk about that anymore. Now we trash it every week. 
Uh, next email comes from Xavier Sutton. I'm not ready for 2019. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to see Crisis of Infinite Earths in Endgame. Do you guys think Black Lightning should be in that crossover? Hell fucking yes. He should have, but it's over, so yes. he wasn't. Although, also, Alan Richardson said that Titans is very likely to cross over with the Arrowverse. Do you think this is what the this is what he was talking about? Also, do you think the Netflix shows can show up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Netflix shows are over. <laughs> Yeah. There are no Netflix shows. And as far as I saw that comment of Alan Richardson saying that the shows might cross over with, shit. with Arrow, the Arrowverse. And it's like, he, bullshit. He it, was, shit. it wouldn't even make sense. It wouldn't. Uh, I think if they can bring Ghost Rider, they can bring anybody. That's all I have to say. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Yeah, so. They're, not, they're definitely not going to do that, though. No. <laughs> Uh, Rashad, what has become of the CW? Hey guys, it's your boy Rashad, aka Meatball. Another great podcast. I have no idea what has happened to the CW. Oh, it, fuck, where's fuck is Meatball? <laughs> the dude that makes meatballs. What? That makes people into meatballs. Oh, Meatball. That guy. Oh, him. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> The weird, the weird ass power. Yeah, terrifying <laughs> yeah. power. A meatball does not do justice to describing how terrifying it looks. Black Lightning has become trash. Even the family dynamic that I love from the first season has gone, and I agree with Jordan. Yes, I'm not crazy. They need to stop with all the weird music choices for the fight scenes. Tobias's hatred for black people is getting really old now that he's basically Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. Facts preach. I know you'll probably get to it in your review, so I'll just say that even the Elseworlds crossover wasn't that great this year. Oh, I liked it. I did enjoy Arrow Barry, though hopefully he keeps some of the rage. Titans is slowly becoming the best of the DC TV shows. Who would have thought? Agreed. Anyways, that's enough for me. Stay nerdy, my blurdies. Thank you, Rashad. You are absolutely right. Um, we have some new Patreon uh, subscriptions from Wilfredo, Wilfredo Justiniano Third. I'm sure I butchered his name. Thank you. And also, Micah Luis Antonio Rosario. Thank you. That's what's that? Um, Juan Rojas. I hope I'm not too late. Hey, guys. Nightwing here. It's been so long since I've left the review. School has kept me very busy, mostly from procrastination, lol. But I'm glad to be back for a while until next semester. Just start Justice League commentary, and man, is it funny. I also want to hear what you know about the Stan Lee cameo for Endgame and if you guys are going to watch the new Dragon Ball movie. Of course we are going to watch the new Dragon Ball movie. What? Broly? You know they spoiled it all? <laughs> you fucking bougie bitch. <laughs> Mr. Dragon Ball Super, my favorite anime fucking last year. Not all might. Now all of a sudden. <laughs> um, Hashtag Jamie was right. And he wants to know what the Stan Lee cameo for Avengers Endgame is. Don't look at me. You're the one that knows it. I know, but you don't want to hear it, so I can't no, say it. No, I don't. It. <laughs> I don't even so know if I'm right. You can, can send him a, you can send him a DM. All right. All right, Juan, I got you. Just hit me up, bro. Um, anyways, I'm just waiting on the financial aid money to come in so I can ball out. And if Jordan doesn't have a PS4 yet, I will buy one. I'm getting one for Christmas, finally, because that's my ninja way. Believe it. <laughs> you said that about Black, Black Friday. Suck my balls. <laughs> don't say that to a gay guy. God damn it. <laughs> Do you know what this reference is from? Because that's my ninja way. Believe it. No. But I know suck my balls is Cartman. No. Suck, suck my balls. I mean, yes, but this is Naruto. <laughs> Why the fuck? You already know I haven't seen Naruto. You've seen some of it. But I don't remember him saying that okay. in the first 18 episodes. <laughs> right, I give up on you. <laughs> um, oh, he's a follow-up email saying, hey, guys, I don't know if my last email got through. 
Um, if it does, just forget it exists. Too late, Reddit. <laughs> I was just watching the latest scene of Doctor Strange on Instagram, and it showed him helping a dog that was injured when he was looking for the Ancient One. I thought that one scene shouldn't have been cut because it would have made me like his character more before he got his powers. I want to ask, what is a delete scene do you guys think should have been in the final cut? It can be in any movie, not just comic books. There are deleted scenes in comic books. <laughs> that, uh, that's all my thing is cut off. I don't know. If that all off I Off the top of my head, I was... Stay nerdy, my blurdy. I don't know. Um... Yeah, I can't think of nothing off the top of my head. <sighs> Fuck. I mean, anything in BVS. And even then, like, any, like <laughs> the BVS cutscenes, they needed to be in them. Like questions, Justice like League. yeah, like questions like that, I don't like because again, it's like off the top of my head, I can't. I don't know. Oh, I got one. Like, oh, what's your top favorite comedy? Mo- I got know, one. Top five comedies. It's like, I, got I one. can't think of that off the top of my head. I got one. <laughs> me, me, pick me. Teacher, pick me. I'm in the back. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Uh, have you seen you seen I Am Legend, right? I did the the cut the the cut ending, the original ending. Instead of him blowing himself up or whatever, he make like he makes a butterfly out of blood on the window, and that I feel like that ending tied in better to the moral of the story. Do you remember like when his 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 daughter was like, "Daddy, remember the butterfly, the butterfly." Remember I Am Legend. Yes. Yes. Remember the I don't origi- know what... Okay, remember the original ending for I Am Legend where uh, they're in that laboratory or whatever. They just did the experiment on the female vampire thing that was making her human. So the, the, whatever antidote he had was working. But then the other vampires bust into his lab and yeah. they all huddle and into he like... Blo- yeah, he blows himself up. And he blows yeah. himself to save the, the mother and the kid. The girl, yeah. I remember that. I'm yes. talking about... I'm making a face at the deleted scene. I'm Have like, you I seen don't... the deleted scene? Because there's a deleted scene that instead of blowing himself up... Um, the head vampire thing, like he's looking at the, the, the vampire thing through that glass window mirror thing, and the vampire thing sees the the woman who's like transformed back into human, and she he makes out of blood a symbol for the butterfly. I don't think it's supposed to be on purpose, but it connects to Will Smith, and, be, and he remembers his daughter saying, "Remember the butterfly," and then he remembers like that that give. It's kind of like his Martha moment because then he realizes that the monsters weren't really monsters and they were really just there to save was probably like his his woman because that head monster like the 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 alpha male was looking for that female so then rather than kill himself he he injects the the girl again to transform her back into a vampire and then releases her and then the monsters just leave and they don't die and then he leaves with the I don't think I've seen that. Okay. None well, of that sounds familiar. Well, the movie was building to that. Like the movie was building to because even the idea for the original I Am Legend, if you know what the, the, the comic or the novel or whatever it's based on, the idea is that ultimately in this post apocalyptic world, he is in fact the boogeyman monster. Because everyone else, the monsters, are now normal. And in the original story, they're more like sentient vampires, not like monsters. Like, blah, 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 blah. They're more like actual vampires that could talk to you. So the idea was, he didn't realize it, but in this new world, he had become the thing of legends, which is like a you know vampire's legend to us. So I am legend. I am the boogeyman of this world. So he dies realizing he's the monster. So in the in the the, the director's cut ending, it's the same kind of thing where he realizes that he's the bad guy, and he lets the 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 female go 
rather than just the hero's death of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill them. I'm gonna save you, white lady. Instead of that, they, they it's more a little bit nuanced, a little, a little bit more depth to depth to it. So I think that ending should have been canon. Okay. Wow. All right, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I gave you an answer, bro. Um, let's see. And I think that might be the last email. Oh, no, I'm wrong. There's three more. What the hell? I'm not reading this. <laughs> oh, no, it's Catchapon. Fuck, I have to read this. <laughs> it's long. Lost in transmission. Catchapon, where have you been? Oh, okay. This is no, this is interesting. This is like, remember how I keep asking where she, where she been? Yeah, that's why I just said where you this been. This is this is legit. Like as if she's like Iron Man trying to send us a message. It's like, hello, hello, hello. Is anyone there? Can you hear me? Is anyone out there? I need to relay a message. Tell them I'm back. <laughs> this is like a movie. Lol. I'm kidding. Hi, hi, sweetlings. It's been a long time. I had some catching up to do, and I noticed that a lot of people have come to your support. Thank you to everyone who can support you in my stead, the Patreon supporters, the big fans, all those My Hair Academia people, etc. You guys have come up so far, and yet you still honor me by using that silly clip of my voice from eons ago. Do not fret. Your seemingly only lady fan is still here for emotional and spiritual support until after the holidays when I will be able to hopefully be up there with the others on your Patreon. Oh, cool. But y'all keep it up. Be good to each other and to yourselves. Also, Jordan, I feel bad that I missed out on the new Nyan Cat. Nyan Cat. Genesis sounds adorable every podcast. Mm, adorable is one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, where are all your lady fans? I feel like it's all shonen types, which isn't bad, but I disappeared. And I, Well, when Jamie left... Every girl left too. <laughs> no, we still got Riri. Yeah, I know. I'm joking. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, and I was waiting for some lovely lady nerd to take my place as the number one Succubus Princess fan, but clearly that's not happening. So now I'm going to come around to the inspire, hopefully make Jordan cry again, and be the wonderful and be the wonderful lady of the hidden underground village. You two are raising some good kids here, though. The house is built and now filled with students to pass on the legacy. You even have a historian now. Oh, yeah. See, I like when she sends us messages because she makes me remember, like, how far we've come. Like, she's right. Yeah, we did build. We built this city, Michael. <laughs> we built this city on rock and roll. Uh, zealous Heroes. I don't remember what her, I don't know what her actual name is. People in the chat knows, but she that's a woman. No, oh, there you go. You two are raising some good kids. The house, uh, you have a story now. Come up. The, the come up is real. Very inspiring. Keep being heroes and achieving your dreams. And that goes uh, for all you listening to the podcast. You all deserve great things. And I know you will receive them. Happy holidays. Let's enter 2019 with the fire of one million sons. Eskinor. She didn't say that, boy. That's how I felt. <laughs> Catch upon. P.S. I don't have a life. Psh, you're silly. I just work too much. <laughs> I remember I was like, maybe she has a life, Michael. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was good. I, I missed you, Catch upon. Welcome back. Ditto. Missed you too. This how this spoon is not a spoon without you. It's just a grill. It's just a greasy spoon without you. So yeah, catch upon you. Because I'm like, let me go through the Blur Vision chat. You're legit looking for all the other girls? Yeah, so zealous, <laughs> you, Zealous Heroes, uh, JC Bleedso. I don't know how to pronounce that, but Riri Ironheart. Yeah. And uh, Magical Black Girl, Aaliyah. 
need to get together and get more women to listen to this podcast. I dub thine the blurred Valkyries yeah. <laughs> and or blurred angels. <laughs> yeah, blurdies, blurdies angels. Blurdies angels. All right, last two emails. First from Rashad again. It's me again. Just wanted to add that I listened to the Justice League commentary and it was hilarious. That's right, all you listeners out there not hooked up to our Patreon, sign up. Obviously, people love our commentary, which I'm happy they do. Because I, I like I like doing, even though you don't like talking about bad movies or movies that we don't like, I, that's my favorite thing to do. I love heckling bad movies. I don't. Okay, well, <laughs> we're going to talk about something fun next time. Don't worry, Michael. Well, it's Christmas, so we got to do Iron Man 3. Oh, so now you're on board Iron Man 3? Yes. All right. Uh, and had, maybe something else. Something else. Not a commentary, but an actual... Oh, like a review type of like thing? Like a special episode. I yeah. don't know. I'll think about it. Had to sync up my TV with the podcast and just lit one up and chilled out for the night. Wow, he actually did it. Yeah, he watched. He really watched the, the, the movie with us. Great experience. Continuity errors were a major problem, especially after seeing Aquaman last week. Yup, we talked about that in a review. The DCEU slash World of DC, and no one calls it that. World of DC? No, I've never heard anybody call it that. Since they announced that. I haven't heard anyone talk about that. It's still DCEU. Yeah. Which isn't the official name either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seem to have no problem, or seem to have no plan or clear vision. I think if Shazam flops, I might actually be done with them. Anyways, looking forward to the next commentary track. Thanks, Rashad. Um, and our last email comes from another one from Juan Rojas. Hey, guys. Nightwing here. Uh, wait, no. It's the same. This is exactly. No. This is the same email again. So, we're done. <laughs> you said Rashad. Is it? I think it's Rashan, not Rashad. But it ends with a D. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, did you not pronounce the D with, a, with an N or something? All right, that's it for emails. And with that, let's get into news of the week with Michael. She's the black Iron Man, but she's not Tony Stark. They just don't want their characters, quote unquote. I can call you a nigga. You better not. If he says that shit to you, his ass on Instagram. Yeah, I don't want to hand me down. I don't want to hand me down. It's all straight and white. What's going down? Michael News. Uh, you said you didn't watch any of these trailers, so we're going to have to pause. So I watched watch everything except for the Kingdom Hearts one. I don't care. Just talk about it. <laughs> just go. Okay, Men in Black. <laughs> Woo! Men in Black! It took me 20 years to find you. How many people can say that? You are the best kept secret in the universe. And I found you. Which makes me perfect for this job. You really think a black suit is going to solve all your problems? Mm, no, but looks damn good on you. Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh snap! Oh snap! We are a rumor, recognizable only as deja vu, and dismissed just as quickly. Time to prove yourself, Agent M. We may have a problem in London. Welcome to MIB. Moving on, losing! You will be with Agent H, one of the best ever to wear this suit. Ah! Catching up on my daily meditation. Time for lunch, I think. Are you hungry? It's 9.30. Perfect. Tuesday's taco day. When I come to the club, step aside. Pop the seats, don't be heavy in the line. VIP, cause you know I gotta shout. We've been compromised. It puts every citizen of this planet at risk. Come every time you come around my London, London Bridge. Side view mirror. Oh, wow. 
Here comes the man in black with no But we Will can't Smith. use that song. Here comes Valkyrie and Thor. <laughs> no one's gonna rap to it. Like, and I, I think it loses something in that. A little bit. Yeah, I mean, okay, look. I think this trailer was decent. I feel like it captured basically the tone of the original Men in Black movies. Like, a little cartoony, a little fun, a little bit of mystery in there. But I feel like that Men in Black was a series... It's like capturing lightning in a bottle twice. I'm going to give it a chance. Because I like um, what I'm seeing with Tessa Thompson as kind of like the Will Smith role. But it seems like she kind of did like a Tim Drake and like found out Men in Black was a thing. Kind of like how Tim Drake found out about found Batman. Found out Batman, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just... I don't know. I feel like... You know, I think Thor seems funny. I say Thor, not fucking Chris Hemsworth, because he's just Thor. <laughs> he's straight up just Thor. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, same voice. The same thing. It's the same, same type of humor. He's, he's Thor. But... There's, there's even a gag. With a hammer. A, yeah, he threw a hammer yeah. at somebody. I just... I don't know. I, I, I just feel like Men in Black is one of those movies that it really blew up because of the time it came out in. And it was one of those things where it's like, you know... Uh, when CG was just starting to get big, we were just starting to get into like the big blockbuster movie type of world. Will Smith was at the height of his charisma powers. Like it, it, it was like lightning in a bottle. And I'm not sure you can recreate that. I'm looking forward to this just because I'm curious based on all the things I've seen. But I don't think it can ever, like you can't, it's not like Jurassic Park where like the attraction was the uh, the dinosaurs. Like in this, I think the reason why Men in Black was popular was because of Will Smith. I don't think it was just the aliens. The worm the worm aliens. And it was the song. Yeah. Here comes the man in black. Yeah. Or nod your head like this. Let me see you nod your head. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. It's not going to ever be as big as it was. But, you know, looking forward to it. What do you think? I mean, I agree. Caught up. I just got a text. Let me see you nod your head. Is it Will Smith? Did you say Ha ha. What are you guys talking about? Ha ha. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm going to have to go like super fast now because <laughs> we might have a problem. Because my mother, cause I thought she had to leave at 7. My mother just texted me. She said, I need to be, I need to leave the house to go to work at 6.15. Um, yeah, you better wrap up news in the next like 10, 15 minutes then. That's not going to happen. Because <laughs> just talking about trailers alone. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Michael's mommy's calling you guys. <laughs> Wrap it up, news yeah, guy. I have my mother's car. She See, if said, I had known that, I wouldn't have done the, the, the emails. I didn't know that. She yeah. literally just texted. I'm like, because I thought she had to leave. I thought she left at 7 o'clock. I was like, I got plenty of time. Mm. But no, she says 6.15. Mm. So I'm like, because mm. it's still other trailers like mm. One Punch Man. Then the, the new, actual news. One Punch Man is not a trailer. It was a trailer. It is just I'm standing around talking about shit. And the Lego movie trailer. I didn't see that one, but you see the Lego movie. They played it at the beginning of the. Uh, oh, that trailer! They played it at Bumblebee. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And Hellboy. It's all like glass. Like I've, it's basically the same shit. No, Hellboy. Yeah, that's new. That's something we should talk about. Yeah, but yeah. I'm like six fifteen. Well, just you know, do Hellboy. <laughs> that means I have to leave like now. <laughs> yeah, so just let's talk about Hellboy, and then whatever the biggest news of the week is, and we can wrap it up. It's fine. I'm sure people understand. We gave you emails instead of news, okay? You accept this. <laughs> Happy holidays from Blur Vision. <laughs> okay, Hellboy. <laughs> you made me a damn weapon. I just wanted to help you become the best you. 
some dads get their kids Legos. How have we got to be saving the world or something? Does it do anything special? Yeah. It smashes things real good. Mankind's best and only hope. I thought we were supposed to be fighting monsters, not working with them. Who you calling monster, pal? You look in the mirror recently? He's an asshole. What's with his face, man? Yeah, he looks like Right? It's not just me? Yeah, he looks like he was smoking. <laughs> Yo, I made that meme about the like, meth. He's before been doing, and after meth. No, he's been doing uh, bath salts. He does look fucked up in the face, but it's not just his design. It's I think it's it's some kind of like uncanny valley thing happening. I feel like they did makeup, but then they put CG over the makeup to make his face look more animatedy. But then it, it just makes it look fake. Like it's like when his mouth moves, it looks odd to me. Yeah, like I mean, aside from that though, it. Uh, Looks like they're definitely trying to Deadpool. Hellboy? Eyes. Hellboy. I thought Hellboy was always comedic like that, though. But, he, well, I don't I don't necessarily know, because he wasn't necessarily in the Ron Perlman version. And then on top of that, yeah, they're definitely making it rated R. He cracked. Wait, it's rated R? Yeah, like you saw somebody's fucking head explode. Like the head shots and the blood. and Yeah, uh, they're making it rated R. I didn't really think about that's it. That's why I said Deadpool eyes. Okay, so in that way, yeah, make it rated R. But I think that's what the comics are. I think the comics are gratuitous like that. I think so. But I think even but even the the Ron Perlman Hellboy was 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 quippy. He especially in the second one. He had a lot of quips. I feel like not as much as this one. Um, I mean it's hard to say cuz it's a trailer, but from what I've seen it look I mean he did the same thing with he he's like a quippy asshole. Like he's not like a Deadpool light quips. He's like more like fuck you quips. More or less. Yeah. But I, I mean, think the humor was good. I think like the humor of like like who called who called a monster? Have you seen yourself? <laughs> like he gets a big scar on his face. But yeah, based on the trail, I mean, aside from the way he looks, which I'm not necessarily a fan of, it looks like it'll be fun. Maybe, yeah. hopefully, <laughs> it's giving me the same vibe as Hellboy Two, which is a good thing. I, I like Hellboy. and I like Hellboy Two. Yeah, I w- I wish we could have gotten a you know Hellboy Three, but yeah, same. Because I like those Ron Perlman movies. I'm not going to lie. When I saw Mia Jovovich, I almost thought she was the girl from the first Hellboy. You know what I mean? I did the too. love interest? Yeah, I did too. It's like, oh, they brought her back. I'm like, wait, she looks, no. It's, she, that's, she looks the same. That's Alice from Resident Evil. Fuck. <laughs> maybe she's better as a villain than as a fucking protagonist. I mean, maybe. I mean, she wasn't She wasn't bad in like the beginning Resident Evil movies. Nah, but her it's director. It's just going forward. Her director husband fucked that all up. Yeah, just like Mary Sue in those movies. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to this film. It, I'm I'm what I am liking is all of the different monsters that you are in this trailer because it gives you an idea that you're gonna show a lot of different like of the, the underworld aspects of this world. Uh-huh. And I'm curious to see if they're gonna lean into the same thing. Kind of saw. I don't really know the Hellboy story, so I'm. It yeah, seems the, like they're gonna the lean first, into. I mean, the, the first I've really seen of Hellboy was the movies. Same. I don't really know. Same. So I'm, I'm curious to see if they're gonna lore. lean into that. that you know, what we didn't get to see in the other movies, which is him becoming a demon and actually fulfilling whatever his dark destiny is. And I don't even know if he did that in the con- like, I mean, basically it just reminds me, like he's just the, ra- he's the raven of this universe. Yeah, basically. 
he's what BVS the BVS uh, flash forwards. <laughs> Pretty much. That's why I looked all fucked up. It wasn't because of Dark Side. It was because of Hellboy. <laughs> he just got finished watching BVS. That's why he looks like that. Yep. <laughs> but, but I mean, I'm excited about it. So yeah, I am too. We'll see. Hopefully, it's good. I just hope the face doesn't look weird like that when it's all said and done. But yeah, the biggest news because I'm like, I don't even know. Everything is big. Like Aladdin. Talk about Aladdin. Oh, and how he's not blue in all those yeah, pictures. He's not blue. They wrote, they released the uh, how I want to talk about all of this. <laughs> the first look of Cyborg. Oh man, that oh he looks weird. They had a first look of uh, it's like that. It looks okay, but then at certain angles, it's like that was a struggle. No, it looks, looks it looks like uh, DCEU Cyborg on a budget. Yeah, it looks terrible. <laughs> So you think it's terrible too? Yeah, but I mean, we've gone to show like the, it's hard to do cyborg. The, the DC Universe streaming service or whatever has not been good with like the CGI and stuff like that. But like, it's hard to do cyborg anyway. I mean, even the even like Justice League, which had the budget. Yeah, look weird. He, he still looked weird. So it's like now to do it on this budget, it's like. Mm. And it's even a bigger contrast when you're standing next to like Robot Man, and Robot Man looks more real than you. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that's not good. That's not good at all. <laughs> you shouldn't have a comparison like that right there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, let's let's see if I can do another speed through. My Hero Academia is now not premiering until October next year, as opposed to the next summer. Now we got to wait another couple of months for season four. It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, which is like, I'm pretty sure, obviously, it's because they need more time with the animation because of what happens in season four. It's supposed to be so epic. But it's still just like, now we got to wait another couple of months. That's not... At least we'll have Infinite, infinite, infinite Crisis probably won't be till December of next year. Just like how this year was... It oh, fuck. All right, you're right. Damn. All right, never mind. At least Because we'll October have... is usually when the show comes out. Oh, that's right. So I guess Flash and then we'll be starting then too. Yeah. All right, never mind. We have nothing. <laughs> At least we have Infinity War sequel to look forward to. But yeah, going back to Aladdin, we didn't really talk about what do you think? What do you think of? I thought the images were. I guess that was the biggest news this week. He's not blue. Yeah, <laughs> I mean then, he's gonna be then blue. Seeing what Aladdin and Jasmine look like, and Will Smith was like, like, he's gonna be blue. Aladdin, Don't worry, he's gonna I'm be like, blue. Even Aladdin didn't look all that. I was like, his makeup was terrible. I'm like, you see all his the bags under his eyes? Oh shit, I didn't even see all that. Yeah, like, my thing is just like with kind of with the play, I and just like what I kind of said with the Lion King, these things lose something in the translation to live action. It loses. Like, what made it look iconic. That iconic look is gone. Like, when you make something like Aladdin, which is super stylistic looking in animation, live action, it starts to look more like a... I don't know, it's, it's Indian. So, like, it just looks more like a typical Indian type of movie. But it's like, I, I don't know. I felt like Aladdin kind of transcended that. Like, making it stylized gave it a unique look, but now it looks like a Bollywood movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. It, it loses something. It makes it look less. And then funny enough, iconic. with that, like fans are a little upset because Aladdin's like fully dressed and he's like you can't see his his chest, like you can't see his chest and stuff. Yeah, that too. And, like why are people? Why why is Aladdin wearing clothes? Like why is he? Or why is he wearing a shirt? But like, why didn't they just make the style like not a hundred percent authentic Indian? Like, I feel like they went very authentic, but I feel like Aladdin wasn't. Like, it was stylized Indian, not, like, authentic Indian. So why not make them look more like the costumes in the show? Or the no, movie, the mo- I mean. The movie. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Because he didn't, like, even, like, the vest. Like, he doesn't necessarily have, like, a purple vest. Like No. And then you see Abu, like, you see the side-by-side I did about, like, what the cartoon Abu looks like versus the 
the movie Abu? I didn't see a side by side, but I know what a boo. Yeah, it just like. I, it just loses something. He has a much bigger face. Yeah, it's just it's not expressive. Like it's again, like I know you can animate the face like Caesar and give him expressions, but like again, you a lot of what made a Apu iconic was his look. And I don't necessarily have a problem with like a black genie, more or less. Nah, I got a problem because when I was talking about the genie, was, the place, cause I, yeah, because I was like, this looks terrible, yada yada yada. They're like, well, I don't know why people have a problem with a black genie. I was like, no, I don't have a problem with a black genie. Clearly, I'm black, but <laughs> and but I'm like the genie in the, pl- the pl- granted, I didn't see the play, but I've seen the pictures. The genie in the play looks way better than what they gave us Will Smith, especially with that fucking bootleg ass little one piece ponytail that they gave him. Well, they make him, and I get people because uh, Will Smith even said, "Like, don't worry, guys, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna CGI. Blue. Yeah, I'm CGI for most of the movie. This is just my human form. Well, your human form looks trash. It looks like him. But I think what you're saying is, uh, in the play, the 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 black guy who's the genie, he has a lot of makeup on. Like, it makes him look almost golden, like godlike, like you know, like almost like Xerxes in 300, like that kind of sheen. Uh huh. Yeah. But in this, he's just... And then I'm like, you, you you can't compare a Broadway play who can't do the epic CGI type thing on Broadway because obviously you can't do that mm-hmm. to, to a movie where they can. But he didn't have a human form in the play. The the play form was just his genie form. Yeah, that's, but I'm saying you can't do that in a, in a Broadway play. Yeah. So you got to pretend or whatever. Yeah. But in the show, I mean, the movie, you can. But I I agree. Just seeing the first images of Will Smith were kind of unimpressive to me. I was just like, meh. It looks okay, but... You know, I want to see what the actual genie version looks like. Um, I understand they probably couldn't show that first because they were still working on the CGI. Yeah, probably. probably. Still, but then I'm like, the, well, well, then why release anything? Don't show them. Yeah, just yeah, don't, don't show, show them. anything. Like, you know what the internet is. You know we're gonna pick this shit apart. I like, just wait until you have the actual image, and then show us. And then, but then I'm like, this reminds me of Titans. It was like, don't worry, guys. When you see the movie, but then you see the yeah. movie, and it's like, but what? Ha- I thought you said. Yeah, the beard, the hair knot. It, it's not a great look, but I'm still. You know, I'm still hopeful to see. I used to want that motherfucker rapping. That is my where I draw. Yeah, the because line I saw a saying, thing that said he, he said his take on a it's a hip hop genie. And I'm oh, like, no, oh no, he said that. Oh no, I didn't know he oh, said that. No, he said that. Oh be a no, hip-hop ge- I'm like, oh no, what are you doing? That is the one thing I'm asking. <laughs> the one thing I'm gonna draw a line in the sand for. Don't make the genie rap. Just try and. Give an homage but to you Robin know, Williams, but you know it's Aladdin and it's a music, and you know they they usually keep the music. Some more, and it's Will Smith. He's known before he was known as the before he was the uh, uh, actor. He was known as a rapper. So more than likely, the genie's probably gonna rap. Don't fuck the, up a friend like me. The Fresh Prince of Agrabah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But if you, but if you, you could do it, and it could work, and I could be like, that was actually pretty fucking good. But I feel like there's a bigger risk of most people going, why did they fuck up a friend like me? With a rap, and I'm I'm in I'm in there. If they fucked it up and they use a rap over it and it's fucked up, I'm be mad. Cause I'm like, why did you bother? Why did you do this? <laughs> like, why you do this? <laughs> Robin Williams would be spinning his grave right now. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go. It's almost six o'clock. It's gonna take me fifteen minutes just to okay. drive. Especially since it's rush hour. What a weird abbreviated version of Michael news. <laughs> I think it's the quickest Michael news ever. Cause cause there was no talk about. I have way more in here. And it was so funny. But I can't get to it. This is also the first time you came here prepared. Like you actually had news ready. Usually you're doing it last minute. And then the first time you come here and it's all done, you have to leave before you actually do it. Yeah, I can't, I can't <laughs> get to nothing. Oh, the irony. I, don't want, I want to talk about the internet. Uh, they basically, I wanted to end on this, but the internet has this petition going around where they're shipping Kara and Batwoman 
from the Elseworlds thing because there was a moment where Kara X-ray. She was like, "That's how she found out Kate Kane's identity." She was like, "X-ray vision you," and she was like, "Wow, you really have a lot of tattoos." Oh yeah, that was a weird line. I'm like, so you looked at her whole body naked? That's pretty odd. much. Okay. So now they're they're, they're shipping Kara and uh, Batwoman. And yeah. there was also a moment where Batwoman, where Kate Kane kind of flirted with Kara. Yeah, that was a kind of suspect line especially when you mention it again it's like yeah that was because then she was she said something flirty back she was like not as i bet not as many as or i bet way more than you have supergirl or something like that yeah I, did she use her name there she was like Kara, and it was like well no they don't know no no she no. knew it was Kara. i don't know she did research they did like the batman thing where like she did research and Kara cheated with the x-ray vision but so yeah. yeah they're shipping each other yeah i want to talk about spider-man what about it? Into the Spider-Verse. The Christmas album is now canon because it just released. It's real? It just released today. But I'm still talking. I got to go. I got to oh, go. Yeah. I got to go. All right. Well, that's been this week's episode of Blur Vision. We'll see you guys next week. This has been your host, Jordan, with Michael. And we will see you next week. I got so much more news. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh, the news cliffhanger. <laughs>